everyone, and welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 183. It is a lovely Jeez. December morning here. We are less than two weeks away from Christmas. It's kind of crazy. I don't know what's going on. Dan is in the festive spirit, I see. Always. Christmas. <laughs> so I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined, as always, by Mr. Dan, Master Chief himself, in the holiday spirit. Good morning, man. That's right, buddy. I'm here. What's up? Ready to go. What? The first what, is, I've, uh, what is your I've, problem I've now? I was, I was just going to say, I'm, I was going to say, I'm proud of you. This is the first oh, time I've heard you. Shit. I've heard you say anything positive about Halo. I just assumed that you were a, a hater. When did I ever say I hated Halo? Hey, Loader. I'm just. <laughs> it's. It's. Your opinions are always so bad. I'm just used to the. the <laughs> I'm not arguing that one. It was nice to hear. It was nice to hear. You know what? He's enjoying it too. It really. It's bringing us all together during this holiday season. It's it a is. Christmas miracle, <laughs> yep. which is just something people say. I think just the cliche you need for this morning. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but great to see Master Chief there and your name, Dan. I'm going to screenshot that so we can save it forever. Yep. And sure. uh, also joined by my partner in crime over there, looking uh, a little tired this morning, sir. Mr. Ty Guy Travis himself. Hi. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. I stayed up late <laughs> working on a video game review, but I finished the review. And so today I'm free to play Halo Infinite probably all day is what I'll end up awesome. doing. Um, yeah, which I, I haven't had a free day to just play the game I want in a really long time except for halo infinite release date which i took off from all my jobs as a religious holiday to just <laughs> play halo and i beat the game on the day of release and it was glorious but we'll talk about that more later anyway nice to be here mcclunky everyone in the chat and uh hi dash nice to have you <laughs> and joining us this week for the first time uh host of the nxx cast himself and a man also using only one name as you should that good morning sir <laughs> good morning hey Ains, uh, uh-huh. travis dan thank you so much for having me um you know big fan of the show and you know they say you know keep your friends closer and your enemies closer and uh i wish i could actually be even closer to travis here uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can right. just swap me out with dan this man uh been been uh watching you guys like i said big fan of the show and uh this man's been disparaging bloodborne but not Oof. on my watch Oof. travis deserves Oof. it it's nice to have you man it's funny i think uh travis uh well you can correct me travis but you know it's not that you hate bloodborne it's that of the souls games or the from games uh you think yeah uh yeah but people act like it's the best one and i'm like it's clearly the worst one but But it it is is. still still a great game but it but it is the worst one but it is i'm i'm uh i'm not actually done with dark souls 3 yet but i was playing through that i'm like man Bloodborne fathered this game. It's just like all the inspirations, all the good things of Dark Souls 3. Uh, it's like, you know, we'll take some of the things from Dark Souls and take all the great things from Bloodborne and, and you know, try to do a decent and job. And make a better it. game. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> it does play hella smoother, though. It is very smooth and it is very nice to play. I will say that. Yeah, I definitely remember all the parts of Bloodborne where there were like classes in it and the game just wasn't a glorified <laughs> hack and slash that could be beaten in an afternoon. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, I know. All right. Sounds like we need to have a separate conversation on that. But regardless, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, good to see people in the chat nice and early. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about um, we'll be talking a lot of Halo. Uh, I don't know how much. There won't be any spoilers, so don't worry about that. Uh, but I want to get into kind of campaign thoughts, especially Dash. I don't even know 
uh, off the top of my head, how big of a Halo fan you are, if at all. Um, maybe somewhere between Dan and you guys. Okay, that's a big gap. <laughs> that's quite a gap. That's quite a gap. That is a that's uh, that is a that is a broken Zeta ring gap. Gap there. I will say that uh, if there was any game that could be known as a killer app, it's always been Halo for me. That's been the one game that's made me buy every single Xbox since the original. So um, okay. that's yeah, that's my favorite Xbox game. But yeah, I watch. You know, you guys talk about it. I watch your your Halo uh, roundtables that you guys have. I watch you and Mo talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm nowhere near that, but um, got a lot of love for the series. Okay, cool. So that'll be good because uh, we have, it seems like we have some wide perspectives there then. Uh, we're also going to talk the game awards. We'll go over kind of um, all, obviously, the game reveals, uh, game of the year category, things like that. And, of course, uh, most anticipated for 2022. It's coming up late in the year, so... Uh, next week's show is going to be a little different from our normal show, and uh, we're not doing the show the 26th. So really, this is kind of the last normal kind of big cast for the year. So it'll be fun, though. But let's go. Uh, before we kind of do that, um, Dash, I want to talk a little bit about um, you, uh, because I only met you relatively recently. And, um, you know, it's been great getting to know you and the guys over at NXS. And you guys started your own show relatively recently as well. Um, and so I, I just love seeing that because I love the... There's a lot of gaming shows nowadays. I mean, a lot, yeah. uh, especially in the past couple of years, they've just propped up everywhere. But, um, you know, quite a few of them just get, as we always joke here, they get too much into the weeds. They get too much into the nonsense. They're very one-sided or, you know, from one angle. And it, it's great seeing kind of more, for lack of a better word, kind of refined or mature shows. And I feel that NXS cast is that. And you guys just have a genuinely good time uh, talking about games, which I love. Uh, you know, that's what we try to do here. So with that in mind, um, you can talk about NXS cast, but also uh, kind of like how long have you been gaming? What got you into gaming originally? And, you know, kind of where did it begin for you? Yeah, I mean, it started with the NES uh, for me, like 1990 okay. uh, NES and uncle gifted us that to us. And that's probably like the best gift I've ever received in my life. And that was like <laughs> my introduction to gaming um, and, you know, really fell in love with that there. But I think my my true love for it started with the snes i mean that is the Ooh, god now console. we're talking yeah now, that's, we're that's, talking. now we're playing with power and uh <laughs> that was you know just you could throw a dart at the board and hit any like masterpiece game that that you know uh playstation and a lot of those franchises third party or first party are a lot of where my heart is but uh snes is yeah the godfather god console um so spent you know obviously hours playing it became very passionate about it it helped i feel like even drive my career i'm a uh, ux designer ux okay. director um and just like working in the graphic design space and all that a lot of that was driven by my love for gaming actually we ran a uh i ran we had a clan and we had a i think my first experience with web design was doing a starcraft uh website for our clan and everything so we were really big in starcraft back in the day um but yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, life gets in the way and I haven't been, you know, as hardcore for, you know, the full, you know, uh, 30, you know, some some years. Um, there have been pockets where I, you know, could count the number of games I've completed in, on one hand in, okay. in, in a year. Uh, but obviously with like a lot of people who have started really ha spending a lot more time at home because they don't have a commute anymore. I had like, a, you know, a two and a half hour ro road trip commute for um, Sorry, round, round trip commute uh, for uh, work, 
for about five years. Um, so by the time you get home, it's, you know, you're exhausted, spend time with family and all that. But um, yeah, the pandemic has opened up a lot of opportunities for people like us to have a, a podcast and to sit together with friends and really spend a lot more time with games. So um, appreciate your kind words about NXS. Uh, it's me, it's Jeremy and Kevin. All three of us work with each other. And these are conversations <laughs> we used to have at work, in the office, in the, in the lunchroom. And uh, these were a lot of conver good conversations that we felt like we were having. And um, obviously, you know, uh, I'm fairly active on Twitter, but Twitter is not the best medium for meaningful conversations <laughs> because you will say one you know, good thing about Halo Infinite and someone will all of a sudden think that you're talking trash about Horizon or something like that. It's like, <laughs> what? What does that have to do with anything? Um, so a lot of context is lost on Twitter. And sure. uh, that's why I think having a a forum where we could actually um, have meaningful conversations, share our passions, share our experiences with games um, and talk the, you know, the latest major topics uh, was important. So um, appreciate you calling us well-rounded uh, NXS. Yeah. Uh, NXS is an acronym for Nintendo, Xbox, Sony, and also a double entendre of NXS. <laughs> so we, we try to cover it all. We, we, we love it all. We enjoy it all. And we have a lot of, I think we have good chemistry and we have a great time doing it. Awesome. I feel like Sony, Sony got the short end of the stick on that one. They, they, they're just Sony. They're not PlayStation. They're, yeah. <laughs> they did. They did. But originally it was, uh, it was Nintendo Xbox Stadia, but we had to, you know, we had to for, for Sony. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, I mean, of course, the big three, the big three. Yeah, <laughs> the big three. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we could have done like PXN or something like that, but that's felt like more playstation related um and i don't know nxs with the whole um you know wordplay on excess sure sure well that's cool man um agree completely on super nintendo being one of the goats always one of my all-time favorite consoles uh just the 16-bit era in general but i've preached about that many many times uh sega you know and being a sega guy as well so um go away awesome, old man. man i know right i am naturally <laughs> so um well cool let's um why don't we jump over then into kind of what we've been playing obviously uh halo is going to be a, a normal discussion point for topic today so we'll keep that to the side but uh what are you talking about halo yeah we'll get there we'll get there um what else have you guys been playing if anything i literally no joke have only played halo for like three weeks <laughs> I haven't played a single other game, so uh, I've got nothing to say, life. so I'll let you guys go. Uh, Dash, you playing anything else right now that's kind of of note or interesting? Yeah, I've been playing Solar Ash. I'm almost done with it, but then okay. Halo came out, and then the Game Awards. Uh, so yeah, Solar Ash, it's uh, that indie game by um, Heart Machine, creators okay. of um, Hyperlight Drifter. Yes, yes. And yes. this was one that I was excited for all year, um, and happy that it it, it snuck in at the end of the year um and it's a good game but at the same time as someone who really enjoyed hyperlight drifter i'm a little let down by it okay um if you've played the the pathless it plays very much like that it's oh, really yeah, nice i love that game yeah yeah but i made a comment to a friend i said as i'm playing this i just sort of miss the pathless i sort of want to play the pathless instead okay. um but yeah it has some really great fun 3d traversal a lot of platforming puzzles. Uh, I mean, the premise of it is you're a void runner trying to save your planet from being sucked up by a black hole with, with technology. And you're sort of like the last hope. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's 
essentially you go from you know one distinct biome to another you solve its platforming puzzles that unlocks the boss fight the boss fight is very much shadow of the colossus-esque where you know so that's where a lot of those comparisons come so they're, they're these giant sort of monsters uh that you sort of climb on the backs of and uh you sort of traverse through um in this like timed manner where it's incredibly exhilarating the boss fights themselves are really good but Aside from some of the platforming puzzles, there isn't a whole lot to do in the game, and there is some combat, but it's nowhere near um, in in like heart uh, like Heart Machine's last game, Hyperlight Drifter. So it's pretty light on combat, heavy on platforming. Good game, but um, I think it's falling a little short for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. I haven't heard much about that yet, so it's good to hear some impressions. I know Dan reviewed Pathless for us, and Dan, you love that mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. I never finished it, um, but I didn't love it as much as you. But it sounds like a game you might be interested in checking out. Is Solar Ash remind me? Is that uh, did that hit Game Pass? Solar no, Ash is a, a PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. Oh, what I'm yeah. mixing it up with something else then. Okay, no big deal. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I real also really liked Hyperlight Hyperlight Drifter, so I was excited to play this one. But um, yeah, just looking at the reviews, it might be one of those ones that doesn't make my. Uh, Let's make the cut for this year. There's too many things I gotta <laughs> gotta finish before the end of the year. So. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. Dan, you play anything good, man? I mostly Halo. Halo. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it, I played. A, so I tried Mortal Shell. Lasted three <laughs> minutes, and I was like, "Nope." Because I always think you tried Halo, Mortal oh, Shell. What a weird, <laughs> what a weird game for you to try. Why? I was like, because you know, I always I, like I want to continue to try Souls games to see. You know, if uh, if anything ever clicks, this one—that's not the one to try. No, it is the oh, worst. <laughs> no, but it was free, right? So I was like, oh, I'll just try it out and see what it's like. And you know, I reviewed that one. Pass. Yeah, I, it was huh? rough. So yeah, that didn't last long. Um, short of that, I've just been trying to finish everything up, like Guardians and uh, Scarlet Nexus. Just trying to, I, like, I'm so close to the ending on all these games. I just want to go back and. <clears throat> just kind of complete everything. Dan plays uh, Scarlet Nexus. Didn't see that. Coming. I love Carlin. Yeah, I love that. Game. Bit, a, bit of a weeb, this guy. We didn't know that. <laughs> bit of a weeb. I'm all over the place. I've heard I mean, nothing you, you but good like... things about Guardians. Oh, sorry, Dash. No, I was going to say you also like Near Replicant, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that surprised me. Astral Chain was one of my favorite games a couple years ago. It was Dan's all over that. You can't pinpoint Dan. Wow. Yeah. I know we've tried. We made a like game out of months, it. He still can't do it. <laughs> hey, hey I got closer than you. I got closer <laughs> than you, Ames, in our little game. <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, there was a, a, a short of that, it's just basically been the campaign. So there's really not much, I think, coming out until really February that I'm really looking forward to that much. So yeah. It's probably going to be this and then going back and finishing most of my other games that I'm struggling with. And definitely not Mortal Shell, though. That got deleted immediately. <laughs> it's a decent <laughs> not game. Not even close. It's no. okay. It's it's nowhere Counter, near. Counterpoint counter from games, somebody so. who actually plays the Souls games. But, it's you know, it was, I think it was an indie developer. It was like their first game they ever made. Pr- pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. It was a good at first effort. Yeah, and it's it's optimized sure. on Series X now and it runs really well. So, yeah. Got some yeah. DLC. The idea is really cool, being able to change character classes on the fly. Yeah, it did some interesting stuff. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Travis, you want to talk about this? Uh, is it even worth talking about this dragon game? Yeah, I I'm liking it. Uh, yeah, so I'm reviewing for IGN a game called. Oh my god! You know what's funny is I I couldn't remember the name of this game, 
and I had put like 20 hours into it. And people <laughs> ask me, what is the name of the game? And I'd be like, I don't know. It's just that generic. Uh, it's called Century Age of Ashes. Now I remember. Sounds like uh, a mobile game. I know, yeah. doesn't it? It's like it's like <laughs> Battle Clash or whatever those stupid <laughs> games are. Uh, Clash of, of Battles. Uh, no, so it's called Century Age of Ashes. It's a free-to-play uh, like dogfighting game where you, instead of flying in a spaceship or a uh, a plane, you're you're in you're on top of a dragon, and it's fantasy themed, and you're shooting fireballs, and uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I finished my review of it last night. Finished writing it, um, and it'll it'll probably be up on IGN uh, partway through the week. But um, if you like uh, if you like uh, dogfighting games and and you're into dragons and fantasy settings, you could do a lot worse. It's pretty fun. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, what's your score? Good. Can you say yet? I haven't, yeah, I haven't, I haven't okay. revealed my score yet, but it, but it is a good game. It's, it's kind of my major complaint with it is that it's just a little lacking in content. You know, it's only got sure. like a, I think, I think it's got like four maps and that sort of thing, but th they're just getting started and they're preparing for a, uh, a console launch next year. And it's going to come uh, to Xbox and PlayStation with cross play and cross progression on okay. uh with the pc platform so i i think it, it stands a chance if they if they build it uh up before launching it to consoles and being uh kind of one of those games you come back to when you want a little bit of a fast pace flying dragon action but something I'm different okay. yeah something different cool scale down <laughs> it's a scale bound replacement that's what you should put <laughs> as your tagline scale bounds back <laughs> mean i wish i wish scalebound was a thing what a game <laughs> i don't know that game never looked that great to me to be honest with me you neither, actually me neither, but i don't I, know what the outrage was about that well they dragons look yeah. and the developers very beloved so it could we do cool. need more games with dragons i will say that 100 dude as yeah. I, like i was like why isn't every dogfighting game like dragon based because like planes <laughs> are so boring by comparison i will say this there's this really cool mechanic in this game where instead of some one of the cosmetics you unlock is obviously different dragons to ride but the way that you unlock them is they give you an egg and then you have to complete challenges in game to hatch the egg and then grow it from a baby dragon to an adult and then when it's an adult then you can ride it into battle and so like the loop of like getting an egg and being like oh i wonder what kind of dragons inside it and then you complete a bounty and it like tears itself out and it's like and you're like oh this is sick I got this little nest with a bunch of baby dragons in it that I'm going to turn into warriors. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> so that sounds pretty funny. Yeah. Good morning, uh, AKW Akizi. I talked to Akizi in chat uh, the other day for a little while and uh, that fun conversation, man. Thank you. Yeah. My wife got the booster shot on Friday and it kicked her butt, man. She was I told knocked you out for like, she was knocked I out for like you. a day and a half. Me yeah, too. So. I was, that was exactly how long I was knocked out for, dude. <laughs> it was brutal. I'm getting it tomorrow morning. So we'll see. You're screwed. Uh, Your I, had a, I had the Pfizer booster and I was fine. <laughs> That's what I'm getting tomorrow morning. So I'm hoping more like you. That's what I got. Yeah. That's what I got. Okay. Pfizer booster. It's people. I, I, I also yeah. reacted to the other two shots. I, I always react to vaccines. My body's like attack. I think I have Nazis <laughs> in my body. All my, all my white blood cells are Nazis. They're too white. That's the problem. They're too white. They really they don't like anything. Uh, apparent, apparently, your reaction to to vaccines has to do with how like responsive your immune system is. And so if you don't feel anything, you probably have like a bad immune system. But if you feel what I felt, your immune system's probably overactive, and my immune system definitely is overactive. I have allergies right now because I'm allergic to literally everything. Hashtag Jew problems, and uh, that's uh, that's because my immune system. 
man. It just it's it's very uh, totalitarian. Let's just say <laughs> it's too funny, man. Wow. All right, guys, let's get into Halo then. Um, and yes. like I already reiterated, uh, no spoilers. So let's each be careful. I, am I the only one that's fully finished it? Kind of like no. You finished it. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Day one. Right. I'm only a few missions in. Okay. Day All right. one. Day one. I beat it. I was done before the day ended, and I got one. I cleared oh. the map one hundred percent too. Wow. What's up? Did you, you say so you slept like three hours that day? I didn't sleep at all, buddy. <laughs> not, not sure you I got believe you. What you right got to do? I've got check my achievements. I've got twenty check my hours in it. <laughs> check my achievements, bro. All right. I, so uh, great. Well, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be careful what we say here. But anyway, um, so I I've talked about this game extensively. This is actually my third show in thirty six hours. So I've been doing nothing but talking about the Game Awards and Halo. Uh, I'm three quarters of the way through my second playthrough of halo doing a hundred percent run this time and uh, reviewed it obviously. And I've just got an awful lot to say about this game and I've done all the lore research and I'm just like deep, deep into this right now. So um, I'll let you guys start. I'm happy to comment where necessary, but why don't we start with uh, Dan? I'm going to start with you <clears throat> because as we know, you're not a diehard halo guy though. You have played the campaigns. Um, and what I was very curious about with this game, and I wrote about this in my review, is it to me, even on deep into the Halo side of things, it felt like a game that could be enjoyed by someone, even if you weren't, right? Like it felt like it tried to walk that line of of having a lot of stuff for the core Halo fans, which it does, um, but also being an enjoyable game, even if not. So where are you right now? Uh, not necessarily in the game, but where, where are your <laughs> thoughts right now with this game? I mean, I I'll just tell you, I'm probably on mission four or five i mean that'd be my guess i i, I opened up i unlocked a, the probably the biggest open world area if they're you were se separated um if, if you section them off it's the south the southern area <clears throat> anyway so the southern area the southern i got i, I like everything southern area steam colleague you shut up <laughs> okay so i got everything unlocked as far as as far as uh the marines and the all, all the side stuff is all done so now it's just main story basically from here on out i'm guessing all the spartan cores i've upgraded completely and so that's where okay. i'm at right now um i'm going to tell you what i don't like about it because it's sure. much much shorter the only like a couple things one the pilots of whiny bitch two driving a warthog really really sucks and i've thought that the entire series though and i can't stand it every other vehicle i seem to be fine with that one i cannot get it to go straight and i crash into stuff i just don't like the driving mechanics literally everything else in this game is fantastic so far i've had a really good time with it um i won't comment on the story because i still don't know what's happening and i really you know don't think it's fair to give it a you know, any kind of review if uh, I don't know, you know, what how it concludes, I guess. So, but the combat's fantastic. It's really, really fun. Yesterday I found out, or I remembered by accident, that you can give your Marines uh, different weapons. And you can actually load them out with like every, anything you want, which is awesome. Yeah, you can. Because I had asked you, Ains, if, you, if there was a way to pick the different Marines at these, these bases, right? Yeah. Like, and say, okay, you know, this is, you know, I, I want to have 
all snipers or all something else. Well, now I just give them sentinel beams and I throw them on a razorback and I just go out and melt stuff. That's basically <laughs> yeah, you what can, I do. You can hand them weapons. Like, right, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I totally forgot about that until I accidentally walked up to one of them and it's like, hey, we can switch weapons. I'm like, oh, this is great. So I can just do that and then just load them, you know, five guys up with, you know, annihilation weapons and run in <laughs> to do these little, you know, missions here and there. And it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just melts people. And their, com- their commentary is hilarious. Yeah, too. it's hilarious, man. It's good times. Um, excuse me. But as far as just, just not from a big Halo fan, I think this is probably a, definitely a top five game this year for me. Um, it, it's been really fun so far. Uh, without, you know, it's, it's hard to talk really too deep about it. Um, yeah. So I'll just say I'm having a really, really good time. And uh, I really want to be playing it right now, to be honest with you, just to yeah. <laughs> get out there. And yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I, I got up this morning, probably around eight o'clock, and just sat for an hour and, you know, tried to finish up a couple little things here and there. So, okay. you know, there's some, there's some cool stuff you find, you know, out in the world too. This one, this is one of those games where, like, when you, the audio logs, there's not a ton of them, which is awesome. I mean, there's a lot, but there's not like a ton, but they actually progress the story a little bit or at least add to it. And, you know, you can get into games, you know, and this is more like Prey in that matter, you know, where like all these audio logs, the things that you read, uh, they actually add to the atmosphere and stuff. And it's not, they don't overdo it, which a lot of games can do. Assassin's Creed is one of them where it's like, man, I got to, you know, some of the stuff that's it's nonsensical and it's just, you know, there's no point to it but like it, both of them the usnc ones and you know the gosh you know the the other ones that you find i can't remember which Banish. ones Banish. Well, the banish yeah there's it's kind of both there's some other ones too but yeah, they, they all actually complement the story and yeah. so i'm actually actively looking for those as opposed to you know like if i find one i'll open it up and see what it is because that's yeah. usually my my mo in games like this yeah. this one you know as soon as i hear that beep Beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, where is it? I got to find it. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and it really adds to it, I think. And just enough to where it's like you want to find that next one, too. So there's a lot of little things like that that I've really enjoyed. I haven't <laughs> had a lot of those moments that I see, like, you know, clips of, like, where people are like, yeah, you know, I just launched my warthog up in the air and smashed into a banshee and jumped <laughs> off and then, like, grappled onto this guy and then, you know, through him this way, you know, I'm like, like, that will never happen for me. Mine is more, you know, I'm just going to roll around the ground and hopefully something will happen, you know, and I don't get killed. That's, that's, you know, I've never had a cool moment yet. That's what I'm kind of waiting for. And I, there's a good chance I don't because I suck. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, okay. So let me, one more question for you real quick then. So what do you think of, um, what do you think the way they set up the story with the first two missions, the cinematics, the approach with, uh, with the weapon and then opening into the open world? Yeah. I mean, that's all that was, I think that's going to make, I'll be able to comment on that more when I actually um, finish it. Um, it, I I like how they've done it. It kind of cuts kind of seamlessly into, you know, where like anytime you put, the weapon down on the uh on like a little platform or whatever and she goes over there and she has to hack into whatever she's doing or whatever it is you know and they kind of cut from there to 
you know, it, it, it all it all flows really smoothly, which is nice, you know, and and I I don't know. Like right now, I'm not like super invested in the story. It's you know, I, I want to see where it's going next, um, and and I'll I'll see from there. I I really it's hard for me to comment without getting like the whole picture, I guess. But it's been great so far, and it's it's more than I was expecting. Um, to be honest with you, I was really just kind of expecting Halo Five again, and you know, just <laughs> whatever, just throw it together and give me kind of a okay story and see what it is you know this this is much better i think and it, and it kind of you know it it really does kind of reboot the series a little bit you know mm -hmm. with you know because you can as as somebody that like me that you know i don't remember everything that happened in all the other halo games you know i i just don't i don't know all the lore but i feel very comfortable and uh with what i know right now you know and that, like i know just enough to be like oh, okay yeah that makes sense you know, oh, okay, I know who this person is. There's still like, you know, certain things that I'm I'm probably either have to look up or I'm struggling with right now. Um and, and again, I don't want to say what that is, but so it's it's but so far three four three kind of knocked it out of the park. I think they did anyway. So okay. if, if if this is even close to what the multiplayer is, which I'll never know, then <laughs> fantastic. You guys gotta be pretty happy. Uh, yes, you could say that. Um, so the interesting thing about what you've just said is, and I, I've been talking to a lot of people, as you can imagine, who've been playing this game and, and Jordan and Pampa who are in the chat, both finished it last night. And both, I woke up to DMS of them, you know, going nuts about it. Um, the, the most interesting thing is that I'm hearing a lot of praise from people like yourself, Dan, who have kind of gotten through the opening, they're in the open world and they're, they're really enjoying themselves. And what I keep telling them is the best is yet to come. Right. You keep um, because, yeah, you've said that to me a few times. Yeah, so. like what the game is kind of sandwiched. Like it has these opening linear missions, right, which introduce the story and the weapon and everything. Then it opens up, and then there's a point in the story where um, it basically goes back into more of a linear Halo experience. Uh, now you can revisit the open world after the game, but there is a point where it's like, okay, now you're in this mission. There's like three, four hours straight of missions. Um, and, and a lot of narrative and story beats that happen that are just so well done. So when I hear people like yourself saying, I'm really enjoying it. Cinematics are great. You know, I love the story so far. Like, I'm just like, wait till you, wait till you play the rest of it. Because I, I think you're going to like it even more by the time you're done. Yeah. Right <clears throat> before the show started, I was at a point in the game where I was just like, yeah, if I, I'm, I'm almost certain if I go one step farther, <laughs> I'm gonna be in this for like two or three hours. Yeah. Without and the game, the game does not tell you. So I will right. say that it doesn't come up like some games do and say point of no return. Right. It just kind of naturally organically flows into it. And it's okay because you can go back to any point yeah, on the map. It's not later. no return. That's why yeah, it's not you. like it's not right. like it'll okay. mess up your progression or if you're trying to achievement hunt or something, but um yeah, there is a point where it just becomes narrative and um but those those parts that are coming are like I, I joked with guys. I'm like, I'm not going to front at all. I got choked up multiple times. Like, it's that good. Mm. So, um, so Ains, I was going to ask, does does the some of the story beats in the intro missions, do those pale in comparison to what you're just describing right now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I love the intro missions. I think they're extremely well done. I think what a lot of non-Halo fans are missing, and I had this argument, not argument, but point on Game On yesterday is, 
they didn't understand because they're not really core Halo fans that the the very first mission is set up as a complete homage to Halo CE, um, almost one to one. It's done that way on purpose, and then they obviously introduce the weapon, right? Which it's no spoiler; it's in the damn trailers, right? Um, and then it basically opens into the open world, and the way it does all those things is paying homage to Halo CE, and it opens up to kind of the promise of what landing on the Halo ring in the second mission of CE was 20 years ago. And I think people who aren't the core Halo fans are kind of missing that. Like, they still enjoy it, right? But they're missing kind of that throwback and what it really means for Halo Infinite as a spiritual reboot. Um, So, like I said, I could go on about this forever. So, Dash, are you... You heard Dan, and Dan, as we said, is not a huge Halo fan, but, you know, has played the campaigns. Where are you in comparison to him, and how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I think, Dan, you made a lot of great points. I agree with a, a ton of what you said. Um, and, yeah, that that those intro missions didn't quite do it for me, like, uh, okay. because I played Halo CE, like, with my cousins, like, when it came out, like, co-op, and really haven't revisited since. So, like, I don't get, like, the references quite as much. Um, I will say that prior to last night, I was a little worried about coming onto the show. Cause I'm like, these guys love halo and I'm not sure I'm there with this one yet. Uh, but that was, I was at the halfway through, I think the second mission where it's opening up into the open world. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it really changed uh, for thank, thankfully for the better, like the intro missions were, were great. They're fine, but they did feel like a little bit more of the same of what halo five was go from, point a to point b and it's okay. like how dare you how dare you compare this it's, to it's, it's been nice having you on dash so we'll uh, I'll catch up with you <laughs> <laughs> no, like linear in that way um obviously the intro was epic i'm not going to like reveal any details about it obviously that was epic i love that sequence and there were there were moments of it that i thought there were some serious highlights but really going from corridor to corridor wasn't necessarily doing it for me now as soon as things opened up into the open world and i'm running into things and the number of enemies they throw at you is just really daunting and uh you forget sometimes i forget sometimes that i have a grapple shot and there's verticality in in the environments and uh vehicles and you know different weapons you can take the game is very generous with giving you tools to to like blaze your own trail it's very generous in that way. And I feel like, yeah, there is no, um, I've, I've heard it in a review where it's like those epic moments come from your experience and I didn't like quite buy it, but I absolutely buy it now. Like I, there are plenty of moments where I'm like grapple shot up here, uh, stick this guy right here, grab this vehicle, take these guys down, uh, melee this person. It just like a sequence, like a really satisfying sequence of things. And it really feels like a war zone out there. Um, so really really enjoying i wasn't sure how i would enjoy the open world aspects of it i thought like that i might get a little bit of fatigue from all the side stuff and i thought i might actually be interested in just mainlining it but quite the opposite has happened i'm really enjoying uh, i got that like the headhunter achievement for taking out a high value target um and like that was good the boss fights have been you know pretty phenomenal and varied like uh where you actually have to use like the tools they give you. Um, yeah. There's one where they throw you in where you're a little, uh, you have to think fast on on uh, immediately. I'm not going to spoil the details of that one, but that one was incredibly exhilarating. 
Um, and the gameplay itself, man, it's fantastic. I, I think I'm just scratching the surface of it, but I'm hitting on all the open world areas within my area as I'm going from mission to mission. Um, the abandoned camp and how like layered that was and how well that like whole like camp, uh, I don't, I forget what they're called. I'm calling Strong it abandoned holds. camp. Yeah. The stronghold, um, how well that, how that was like sort of structured. And again, uh, did I say this already? It feels like Fiesta where they give you a lot of different things to play with, <laughs> but only the good stuff. They're not, you know, giving you a uh, Ravager up against like a hammer or something like that. Sure. So um, really enjoying that. Um, really into the weapon. <laughs> she's pretty fantastic. I already, she's my girl. You need to back off. All right. We've talked about this. She's got like some Marissa Tomei <laughs> vibes, man. Um, I, I'm, really, I'm, really, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> uh, I'm really, I'm really liking that character. Uh, the uh the pilot doesn't bother me as much uh, i was a little touched by his uh story early on so i get it i'd be the same way like dude what are you doing like let's get out of here um so he doesn't annoy me quite as much but i'm a little surprised by the lack of respect he has for master chief um and uh you know mo said this and i believe it i believe it it's not just marketing become master chief i believe it man i feel like master chief i feel like the legend they do throw a lot at you but i feel like i'm equipped to take on all the banished uh, from strongholds to um, clearing out the FOBs is in incredibly satisfying. Um, all of it, man. The missions are so far, the variety in the missions have been really great. Um, and uh, the level, level of polish, the cinematics, um, you know, I do want to see a little bit more for Master Chief, but, uh, you know, he's playing that stoic legendary hero where uh, he's leaving, at least early on for me, some of that stuff, a, a mystery as to like, you know, what's going on in his, in his mind, um, because people are trying to pry it out of him. And he's just like, give me that gun and jumps off the ship and like, does something like really cool. So um, I can't wait to go play it, man. I cannot wait to go play. I haven't had a chance to play it because of the game awards, traveling for the game awards and, yeah, we'll you know, just ho ho holiday stuff and all that stuff. So I haven't had a chance to play it, but I cannot wait to play it, man. I am hooked. You know, one thing occurred to me, and I think Jordan and, and Pomp in the chat and maybe Sark too. Sark finished it last night as well. So there's three people literally in the chat who finished it last night and all have said it's breathtaking. Um, I Listening to you and Dan talk, and the things you like about it and what you're hoping to see. Um, I'm confident that by the time you finish this game, you're both going to love it. Uh, there's a lot more to come. There's stuff to come that touches on things that you both mentioned. Uh, and I just, yeah, I'm excited, man. I, As I've said, since finishing this for the review, which has now been a few weeks, um, I'm just super excited for the people I know to finish this game because it's, it's special, man, and and I'm playing it a second time, like I said, and I, I honestly am enjoying it even more the second time. Not even just because I can do it at my pace. I'm not on a timeline crunch for a review, um, but I'm picking up more in this story. There's things I absolutely missed the first time through, uh, and there's just there's nuances to the game design that I'm picking up on the second time that weren't as clear or I didn't not didn't enjoy, but didn't appreciate as much so i just yeah man i the more i play this game the more i love it so travis who's lying about beating the game no i'm kidding so travis apparently got done dirty because his achievements are all screwed up he's got the achievements for finishing the game but not the achievements for like doing stuff in the game that you have to do to finish it so i don't <laughs> yeah. were you were you using quick resume because there is a problem i was yeah i was yeah. using quick resume the whole time yeah. i had no idea that was an issue yeah so uh, 343 three said their problem 343 three said they're they're 
got to fix it. Uh, it's just yeah. one of those things. So, but but at, Travis... le at least I got the the timestamp there, the achievement for beating the game, and which I surprised myself by. I actually got all skulls found on my first playthrough, which was I've never done that in a Halo game. I always try, but I've never done it. Uh, and I think the reason I was able to do it this time is because they tell you which levels have skulls. And I was just like, I'm never leaving until I get that damn skull, like as long <laughs> as it takes. So, um, yeah, I, I so beat Travis, it. I beat it the morning of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say that you and I DM'd and you said some mm -hmm. in, in incredibly positive things about this game. And I've heard you say it elsewhere too. And so I think you're uh, on last word when you, you and Avantis were talking the other night um, and I stopped by, you were talking about it. And I think you are higher on this game than I even expected. So let's let's hear you preach on it. Yeah, I'm also higher than I ever expected um, <laughs> on it. I, I really am. And I mean that like I, I love Halo, but I'm also a critic. So I'm used to loving Halo and still being able to admit that maybe it's not a perfect game. Like I felt sure. that way about Halo 4. Loved Halo 4. But, you know, if I was giving it a grade, I'd probably give it like a seven or an eight. Like it's Whoa, not, whoa, whoa. You know, whoa. All right. Not, it, I'm sorry. Hey, the, the, the multiplayer, man. The multiplayer brings it down for me. Um, you know, okay. so there, there's certain there's certain things. Um, there's certain things that I. Uh, I'm kind of just used to liking that I know critically aren't going to do as well as I'd like them to do. Um, I think Halo Infinite uh, is different from that. People are kind of discussing right now whether Halo Infinite should be game of the year. And I'm personally wondering if it if it's maybe my favorite game ever. Um, I, I, I think it might be one of the best games ever made because I play it and I, I cannot believe this game exists. Walking around in an open world and still feeling that so unique halo sandbox and halo gunplay mm -hmm. is is honestly it doesn't feel like it should it should work it doesn't feel like that game should exist yet like it's just it really blows my mind to walk around and just like being able to drop in warthogs and get some people and it's that it's that it's that single moment in halo combat evolved where you crash down on the ring and you that that second level where you're driving around with your your marines and you're just exploring and it's just that as a whole game like if i was if you were like travis your creative director of halo what's the next halo game gonna be i'd be like that's what i want like i want i want that that one moment that promise that halo combat evolved gave you that it was just going to be this kind of like exploration shooter and that's what it is um yep. and so I, i'm completely completely blown away by this game i i it's definitely my game of the year i'll say that and it it's it's probably going to end up making its way somewhere on uh you know my top top games of all time it's crazy man it's it's black magic i have no idea how they <laughs> how they how they accomplish this it's um, funny because speaking of kind of the way you just phrased that i saw a comment from justin davis last night at ign as well and he said the yeah. here's what he said he said the more i play of halo infinite the more i believe it may end up as an all-time great campaign is astonishingly good especially when held up against what we normally get as an fps campaign in games nowadays yeah um and, and i think and that's it, fundamentally true i think i think he's right and keep in mind we're all acting like this game stands on its own on a, as a campaign it doesn't it has a multiplayer that's probably the best multiplayer <laughs> the best shooter on the market. Or, or a shooter we've ever we've ever seen like period yeah. like it, it it's crazy that both of these things hit so perfectly and so in my books it's it's a masterpiece and i i i'm completely blown away by what they've achieved i, I um I, i'm less hot on the story to be quite honest with you um i really i think okay. i yeah i am i am I, I i don't think the ending was 
I, I, you know that I like um, the decision they made in Halo Five Guardians, and the decision that everybody complains about. And then I thought it was a good decision. My problem with the story isn't in the content or the or the decision they chose. It's in the bloat of the story, a little bit of retconning and backtracking of some of the decisions they made in Halo Five, a little bit of kind of like lots of characters and lots of things happening, and you kind of only touch your toes in a few of them, but you don't really understand certain questions that we'll talk about on the spoiler cast mm -hmm. um but i would say the beginning i was sort of like dash a little bit underwhelmed in terms of story because there's a lot of questions and they kind of lie to you at the beginning and immediately are like okay that's not true like it's you know what they tell you at the beginning of the story you're like obviously that's like not gonna be what happens um i'm trying to be vague here um <laughs> and then the ending also i kind of thought was um more like a beginning than an ending right it doesn't feel like a true ending you don't get all of your questions answered and you know a, a good story is supposed to leave a few threads dangling and i felt like we had a lot of threads dangling instead uh which was a little bit more uh than, than i would have liked i did like the middle of the story i think the middle of the story is the strongest uh plot you get to learn about master chief and what he's thinking um for those who have played the game i'm talking about the red flag section uh, that to me was like the best, uh, the best plot point, and the relationship uh, between Master Chief and uh, and the weapon is is like that's the highlight of the game, right? Like that's the that's yeah. the 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 main thing on display. And I, I loved everything to do with their relationship. I also liked the relationship between Master Chief, the weapon, and the pilot. They're a really awesome trio. It was more just like they had so much to do in a short period of time. And they tried really hard to get it. I think they did an admiral job, but I have I have qualms about uh, how some of it ended up. I'm really interested to see what they do in the future because, as those those of you who who follow the news, you know they trademarked a certain phrase that has to do with the game, and they're very clearly going to start working on uh, on expansions. And I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to be uh, if they're going to be dropping those soon. But yeah, yeah man, I I can't. I can't speak more highly about about this game. It's it it completely blew me away, and I it's all I've been able to think about even while I'm reviewing other games and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I started my legendary playthrough last night, and I'm just blowing through it. By the way, I, I think honestly the legendary sandbox is perfect because some games it kind of feels a little bit unfair. Like Halo Two to me is always a game like I love that game, and legendary is such a challenge. But like grunts kill you in like three hits like it does not feel good <laughs> and uh this game is not like that at all like i'm you know i did the the first couple boss fights and they were challenging i killed that uh that first boss that comes down the elevator i just Tremonious. stuck him with four grenades oh, yeah, i killed i stuck him with yeah. four grenades right away and he just exploded i was just like gotcha <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh yeah I, i'm really loving it i i kind of wish i would have played it on legendary first but um i uh I knew I had a really busy week and I wasn't, I, I only had one day, 24 hours to beat it. And I took that time off from everything I was doing. Like I told IGN, like, don't talk to me. I told, you know, all, <laughs> everybody else in my life, like I'm locking myself in a room playing this game and uh, heroic was, you know, easy enough to, to get through it in, in one day. So I, I'm glad I did that first, but now uh, the real playthrough begins. And I, I'm also going to do a lasso playthrough since I got all the skulls anyway, I figure I'm just going to, I'm going to start yeah. that up. And, and there's an actual Lasso achievement play. for Lasso this time, which I is know. wild. So let's hope, wild. let's hope it pops for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I got to turn off quicker zoom, huh? So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, I, I agree with your commentary. This is, uh, this is easily my game of the year now. Um, 
it's not even really a competition uh, in that vein. It's not and even close, really. No, it really it's so far ahead. And uh, yeah, I believe it's the best Halo game yet. Um, I, it's funny because I've talked to a lot of people about this campaign. A lot of people in DMs and chats and everything else. And what I'm starting to see, and Mo and I were talking about this yesterday, and I, I don't mean that this to disparage anyone else, um, but I've talked to, I want to say, at least six, seven, eight kind of hardcore Halo fans about this game who have beat it. Some beat it on review, Halo content creators and others. Every single one of us think this is the best Halo campaign, period, hands down. Um, like, there's no debate. Whereas what I'm seeing is the people who aren't really kind of deep into Halo are kind of like, yeah, it's great, but maybe this one was better. Or it's great, but I have issues with this. Uh, and they kind of a little more niggling on it. So I, I don't know what that speaks to. I think 343 had a very um, kind of challenging task, as I said at the start, to get people to enjoy the game like Dan, right, who are playing the game for just what it is. It's it's a new Halo campaign to play through versus people like me or Travis who are kind of really, really deep into this. And walking that line is it's hard, man. I, it's damn near impossible for a developer to do that. And I think they did about a good, as good of a job as they could do um, with it. So I am just, it's I'm, great. Let's, I, sorry, Dash. No, sorry, sorry to cut in, but uh, I'm yeah. I'm really early in. And again, I'm not one of the hardcore Halo people, but I'm already seeing its promise. I'm already having more fun in, in its campaign than I can remember in, in a Halo game and in, in just some of the open world uh you know, just activities. So um, it, it's hitting like that for me as well. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you and Dan here in a few days or whenever you guys finish it to see where you land. Because I think if you're this positive about it now, you're going to end up even higher, in my opinion. Um, I, I think what the, what the open world does well, and, and we kind of all circled around a bit, is that the open world basically is it's not an open world like you think of, well, certainly not a Ubisoft game, right? But um, it's not an open world like some of these bloated kind of things. It's like there's certain things in the world. They're all very focused on being Halo. Um, mm-hmm. And they're tied. They're either tied to the story or tied to something uh, meaningful, right? And then it just allows you those Halo sandbox moments. That's all it is. It, it's, it's a sandbox to have those Halo moments that get wild with different uh weapons and vehicles and the marines like dan was talking about and just to have fun that's all it is um and the traversal the grappling hook is indispensable right the traversal is just so much fun swinging around and and finding things the audio logs are brilliant and if you really really pay attention to the audio logs there's a lot of lore there a lot the ones at the fobs the forward operating bases tell the history of lasky and the infinity which is a huge part of halo between four or five and now um the banished ones obviously tell the perspective of what's going on on their side and i thought they did a really good job and you guys will see more of developing eshram's arc through the game and kind of what the banished are seeing from their viewpoint there's even some uh, really funny ones there's there's one in one of the banished strongholds which i don't know if you guys picked up on or have gotten to yet maybe but there's actually an entire audio log from yip yap who is one of these within halo lore he's this goofy ass grunt right and he talks about he tells his story of like how they're running out of bodies and they don't know what to do anymore and it's just this really goofy kind of easter egg sitting in the middle of the game and and there's just so many things like that in the game for kind of core fans it's just it's it's 
it's just great man it's great speaking of uh goofy grunts uh i don't know i never saw this on heroic granted i blew through that game but i never saw it on heroic but last night when i was playing legendary i saw a grunt light both of its plasma grenades like it was gonna suicide run at me but then a brute picked it up and threw him and threw me. it there's an achievement yeah. for killing it yeah if you, I, if you I, killed I, a, gr yeah. a grunt that's thrown you get an achievement while, while it's in midair i think i waited for it to just land and i don't know i don't have it i don't have it I saw yeah I, but i saw that happen and i was just like what is happening <laughs> like that is crazy that that's in the game uh so yeah now that i know there's an achievement for it i'm definitely going to shoot it at next time but i never saw that in heroic but it happened at legendary and i was just like what, what? <laughs> did he just throw that grunt at me and he was all mad at him too you can hear the dialogue he's like shut up grunt go fight and he like throws him you know <laughs> it's like so funny uh yeah i i'm i'm in love with this game man i'm in love with this yeah. so much can i also talk about sorry I, I know i'm probably talking too much um talk about the uh breath of the wild comparison yeah no I, I, that's where i was going next because it annoys me yeah and i I, I know it annoys you, but the thing yeah. is, I'm I think I think it's a good comparison personally no. because no. because think about it. Like Luke Luke did a thread about, about it. it. Uh, Luke's thread quite... Luke's thread was sarcastic based on our DMs. He did that on purpose. Okay, but it but it's true. But it's no, true. It's Here's the thing: they're they're both uh, they're both franchises that felt like they they stagnated by having the same formula over and over again. They kind of went back to their roots and. Uh, reinvented themselves in an open world and doing things that uh, they'd never done before. And they they both are masterpiece level works that that oh, absolutely yeah. nailed the re the reformat. I, I I don't understand why people are so offended. I feel like the only people offended by that comparison are the people who really don't like Breath of the Wild for whatever reason. But uh, it it's it is it is sort of a I'm not I'm not saying, comparing it to Breath of the Wild and saying like oh yeah they they copied that like not at all they're obviously very different games one was being developed in at the same time as Breath of the Wild so uh it it's not a it's not at all like that I'm I'm just saying that it it it's it's like you should be happy with that comparison that's like saying they they did it they they found a, a way to make Halo relevant in 2021 in a whole new way while still feeling like the thing that you loved to begin with so I, I i don't know i think it's a it's a fine comparison disagree <laughs> why do you disagree why do you why do you disagree what First about of, that comparison offends you it's a garbage comparison it's a lazy comparison um, why because so i could go on the rant forever about this so go i, I feel that... i want to hear it because i think you have a bad argument <laughs> so the, the, the literally the only thing that's comparable between the two is the fact that halo added some open world elements um zelda was not in a state anywhere near what halo was in state you say that zelda was in like this state where it had to reinvent itself no it didn't zelda is beloved no matter what no matter what they release zelda's beloved it's just a fact. Their games aren't even that great, typically, yet they're beloved. Breath of the Wild, adding the open world elements, they didn't even, if you talk to hardcore Zelda fans, there's a lot of hardcore Zelda fans who don't even like Breath of the Wild. It's not even one of their top Zelda games. It doesn't even have dungeons, for God's sakes, which is a core element of Zelda games. Uh, Mo ranted about this the other day. He's a he is a diehard Zelda. It fan sounds like your problem is with Zelda. You, like, how about you I, let I, me I finish? Like how about you let me finish? <laughs> how about you let me finish? Oh, so, that was great. 
I agree with Travis, by the way. The much more apt comparison here is God God of War. It's a much more apt comparison. It's the comparison that Mo made because what you have is a franchise that has had a lot of iteration. It's been around a very long time. And they had to spiritually kind of reboot what that franchise is about. Right? You keep the core character. You have this iconic character that people love that you have to focus on. And yet you have to figure out a way to kind of re-engross people in that character and the world. And in doing so, you have to also update the dynamics of how you interact with that character, the relationship with that character. That's exactly what God of War was so successful at doing in 2018. It's exactly what Halo Infinite is so successful at doing now. Breath of the Wild, and by the way, God of War fans champion 2018 God of War, the reboot, right? Halo fans are championing Halo Infinite. Zelda fans talk to a lot of them. They don't champion Breath of the Wild. Some of them do, of course. I mean, there's there's opinions there. But Breath of the Wild is, when you look at the design methodologies for that open world, what's in it, what they look to accomplish with Zelda and what it meant to Zelda, there's literally no parallels there other than the fact that they added open world elements to what Halo Infinite does to Halo. It's just a bad comparison. It's lazy. And that's why we always see for the past four years, oh, this is the Breath of the Wild moment. It's like, God, can you think outside the box for more than five seconds to think about a better comparison than stupid Breath of the Wild? Like, it just doesn't, it's, there's no <laughs> parallels Breath there. The wild. Okay. I have it's now, stupid. I have now, con- I have now concluded that your opinion is bad and wrong. It's, uh, well, I knew like, you were going to say that. That's no, all you ever thing. say. I, I, li- I so, listened to your comparison. It seems like your problem is that you personally don't like Breath of the Wild and so you don't like it to be compared. But the problem, the problem with that is that lots of people do like Breath of the Wild and making sure. that comparison helps people understand the transformative nature like of Like I said, Halo it's Infinite. a lazy comparison. It's easy it's not way a lazy to describe comparison. to people that e- that's Easy what does it's not like. mean lazy. Comparing sure one game to another game helps people who are uninformed understand what you're trying to describe. It's one of, of the main no ways that you... It. It's one of the main ways you convey it to people in writing reviews. Like you're... you're it's. Saying it's is lazy is just because you think that you know more about Breath of the Wild versus God of War or what all this other stuff is. But the point is that if, when I say it kind of is like Breath of the Wild in that it kind of changes the nature and stuff like that, to somebody who really likes Breath of the Wild, they immediately go, oh, I understand what you're saying. I don't know enough about Halo, but now you've got my interest and that sort yeah. of thing. So, like, Because it, it's the it, easy it, comparison. So you're, is you're it, literally is preaching it, what I just said. Is it no? I'm not because your your point. My point is that saying it's lazy is a completely pointless uh, accusation. Because is it lazy to describe something in the most most efficient way possible? Is that lazy yes. or is it just efficient? Is it just efficient? <laughs> Do you have a problem with efficiency? Do you try to find? Synonyms for everything so that you can yeah, avoid. <laughs> I'm just listen, man. I'm about to pick some medicine. This worldview is this worldview is absurd to me, Ames. Why wouldn't you choose the most approachable description? Because just Why? because it's the easiest comparison to someone who's Not naive easy. to Halo, you just Useful. said that. You just Useful. said it's the easiest. I didn't say just you, you said easy. I said it's just the because it's, it's the fastest it's way to compare. It doesn't mean it's the best way to compare. It's very that's what the most simple better, thing better than get. God of War. I will say that I don't like it's, the God of War comparison as I don't like the God, God of War comparison War. either. No, yeah, I, it was I honestly a reboot it's in unhelpful. the character. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get like I like Breath of the Wild, and you know, I'm and again, I'm not a 
Halo isn't as precious to me, but uh, that uh, comparison doesn't offend me. I don't really see it. I don't, I don't, I didn't get Breath of the Wild vibes at all from like, okay, now emerging into the open world and all that. I didn't get that uh, as well, but I sort of see. See, but so not to interrupt you, Dash, I want to let you continue. And Cool Kill just said it too. All you guys are focused on is exploration of the world. And what I'm saying is there's no. much more nuance to what was done with Infinite than just saying it has open world now, like Zelda added. So now we compare the two. Like, no, there's so much more dynamics to it than just of saying now is. it has an They're open world. They're different games, but why would you get so mad at a very useful way of describing the game to people that aren't I'm, part of it? I'm not mad. The, I just think it's a bad comparison. Anyway, Dash, go ahead. I, I think it's a stale comparison because people use that Thank comparison you. for literally every game. It's Thank that. You. It's They have two buttons. It's Dark Souls and Breath of the Wild. And they, yes. you know, like when they want to reference something. And those are the two ones. So... Um, I think there are other games that you could potentially reference. I could sort of see it. You know, I w- went back. Jeff Grubb, I think, was one of the first ones that made the comparison. And I could, see, <laughs> I could see why he made it. Um, though I just think that it – I'm not sure it does Halo Infinite justice. I'm not sure that's the comparison to sort of lead a headline with or a tweet with. Um, because, yeah, it, it, that w- that hasn't been my experience so far. Uh, well, you do got you know degradable weapons, melee weapons. So you know there there is there is that they have in common. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't have to this keep going. On. I, I know. I, 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 I love when, is... we, when we get into these debates. Um, I don't. Know. I just I... like sitting here and like watching, like you guys just go at it. It's like I mean, I got my Reese's pieces. I'm just sitting here relaxing. <laughs> it's fantastic. Your giant I'm, bag I'm, of popcorn. Let me let me chime just... in on this one real quick. People who don't like Breath of the Wild are the same people that go to barbecue joints for side dishes it doesn't make any sense now that's okay that's totally fine all right but the Mac god of war comparison I, I i have the same relationship with the god of war that i do with halo right like I, the, the i didn't really care so much i played all the series i you know when what i could and i went back and played a bunch of other ones and it was good and then the new one came out and i kind of have this you know a same feeling where it's like oh hey this is good but the leap that God of War took, I think, with the new release, right now, and this is where I'm at in the story, was so much more significant than what I've been playing with Halo. But I want to finish the story. And if you, what you're saying is true, by the end of the story, that might be a more apt comparison. But where I'm at right now, I, I can't even see it. I also can't see the Breath of the Wild comparison, but I understand what Travis is saying because so do i yeah you know to you know to a certain extent i love breath of the wild though so you know i'm not going to get into that too much i think people give it a really bad rap for some reason when it actually did a lot for different uh i think aspects of gaming it's it wasn't like like if you look at it right now and you go oh man it's you know compared to some of these other you know set pieces that we have out there it's it's maybe not as good, but I think it paved the way for a lot of other things. Um, and uh, I, you guys, anytime you guys want to do this, just let me know so I can get myself, you know, I got some Ritz crackers over there, um, some chocolate covered pretzels. You know, I'm, I'm good with everything, man. I'm just, this is just <laughs> too much fun. Too much fun. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I was looking through notes to see if there's anything I want to touch on on Halo. Is there anything oh. else? Uh, Oh, go ahead, Travis. Yeah, I was going to say the one thing uh, aside from story that I thought could use some improving is uh, area variety. 
the the critics who said that they were afraid that every area was going to look the same they were right and i i thought they were going to be wrong just because i played other halo games and i've seen like snowy areas and desert areas on halo rings but uh yes no they were they were right the the area variety is extremely limited it's pretty much just uh wooded areas um and uh i i will say i didn't yeah, I didn't really notice it while I was playing, to be honest yeah. with you, because I was just so infatuated by it. And I was just like, I, I can't believe this game exists. So blown away by everything else. I didn't really notice it. But then afterward, somebody pointed it out to me and I was like, oh, yeah, there really isn't a lot of variety, is there? So um, yeah. I don't know if it's exactly a knock on it, but I do hope uh, in future expansions as they add new areas, maybe different sections to the ring, or if they're going to add completely different locations altogether, I'm not sure which way they're going to go. Um, I, I, I hope they'll, uh, they'll inject some variety because it was pretty, um, pretty, uh, yeah. Run of the mill in terms of the, the area design. There wasn't a lot of different, um, spaces, yeah. different biomes. Agree. It's, um, that's one of the few things I called out in my review as what could be considered as a criticism was biome diversity. Yeah. And I think it's fair. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, they did. They have talked about adding a weather system kind of engine to the engine where weather systems would move in and out, which would be really cool, too, uh, to see that in a Halo game. So, yeah. Um, but anyway. All right. So more on Halo. I'm interested, Dash. Dan, definitely when you finish it, DM me. I'm interested to hear your thoughts and kind of continue that. But uh, for now, we will move on from Halo. I have talked a lot of Halo and we do have a spoiler cast coming, by the way. Um Probably, if not late this week, the week after. So we'll, you know, some of this crew and a bunch of the people like our roundtables before, we'll talk through really all the cool sto- cool story elements, you know, what's to come. There's a, a lot of the legendary ending ha- is unique again. Uh, so when you finish the game, don't advance the credits. Watch through the credits. There's a scene at the end, which is critical to the future of Halo. Uh, the legendary ending expands upon that more, which is very interesting. And there's already kind of Halo lore masters that have broken down what the legendary ending means. There's a fantastic 15 minute video that I watched yesterday, which has just blew my mind yeah. as to what's coming. Um, oh, I know what's coming. I, yes. I haven't watched any videos, but I'm I kind of pride myself as a Halo lore master myself, and I was like, I know what they're about to do. So it's, yeah, it's, it's wild. Crazy. It's wild. So, okay. uh, so you have ahead. to beat on legendary to get like the true ending. No, no, the ending's yeah. the same. Okay, all games, and then after right. the post credit scene, there's a post credit uh-huh. scene. Sure. The post credit scene on legendary has some additional commentary with it, like the post credit scene on like from the developers. No, no, no. The no, post credit no. scene is just an, uh, a scene, like it's a cinematic, right? Right. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The legendary one actually has like a voiceover on top of it right. within the game, within game characters. Oh, okay. um, and, and it adds a lot to it. You screen- would have no idea what they're talking about. But okay. good. yeah, the yeah. screen goes black and, and they say it's not a lake, it's an ocean. Don't <laughs> very similar, very, very oh similar, God. I think. Ending. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. that statement has actually the it's not a lake it's an ocean i say it all the time i like i don't know why that statement stuck with me so much but i say it all the time for stuff because it's like to me the ultimate like vague twin peaks ending that never gets explained I, i've been waiting for them to explain it for so long i'm so glad alan wake 2 is announced anyway maybe that's a good segue that's where we're going that's awards. where we're going yeah. so we're going to the game awards and and it was a perfect time to have dash on because dash was there he was just a few rows from mr joseph ferris himself um and uh looked like a great time dash so let's let's uh touch on the game awards and i really wanted to first start with uh kind of our overall thoughts so oh 
I missed, wait, I missed one comment I wanted to call out real quick. Damn it, I'm sorry. Damn. I agree with this. I got to say, Eshram is my favorite villain in Halo. I agree, by the way. Uh, to date, anyway. So, hmm. that took us way off track. Uh, that was a terrible segue, so I apologize. But I wanted to mention that. All right, Game Awards. So, um, overall thoughts, Dash, I'll start with you because I want to get your perspective as someone who was there um, and knowing how long this show was. So I'm yeah. sure it was a pretty long evening. And the fact, uh, you know, we obviously at home didn't really know what was going on in the arena during all these ads that we kept getting and everything else. So how was your experience? How was the night? Um, what are your overall thoughts on the show? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to get uh, two tickets. So Jeremy and I went and um, the, the way we got those tickets was Jeff held a, a number of sessions uh, last year for the digital game awards that they held. Um, and they were like feedback sessions, they were Zoom sessions. So I attended those and he surprised a lot of fans with with tickets. So um, really fortunate to to grab those and really just be a couple hours away from the show. Um, the show itself was 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 great but you know what you see is what you get you know this whole time i thought that okay it's a three-hour show they're gonna have norman reedus and hideo kojima sitting there right there's got to be some other things besides like the the clash of clans or league of legends ads that they have in between they gotta like entertain the folks that are sitting there with a little bit more i thought there might be i thought the in-person events might actually some of those awards that you they just cruise by yeah. Um, I thought those were the ones that they actually did at the event and did, just didn't televise them because of time. That's not the case at all. So what you see is what you get. And in some cases, uh, there were, I thought, you know, not no major announcements, but, uh, you know, some of the announcements like Final Fantasy VII Remake PC and so on. They like we didn't even like really get a good view of that. There was like this giant screen on the stage, and then there was a smaller screen uh, up top on the top sure. right. Uh, but our uh, so yeah, not a whole lot to say there. It is a long show, and I think a lot of people are surprised by that. But they've always been long shows, um, and I know we could touch on that in a little bit. But yeah, imagine dehydrating yourself so you don't take bathroom breaks because <laughs> you're like in the middle of the section. Um, phenomenal seats. Where they do the interview stage, uh, where where Joseph Rez, you know, did the whole Oscars thing. Yes, a few years yes. Back. That was right behind us, and nice. Uh, so we were seeing all the interviews. Sam Lake was right there, right over our shoulder, nice. seeing Jeff prepare in between takes, and the guy's busy. Um, but you know, if you've seen that Dave Chappelle skit of uh, making the band of, of P Diddy, he gets carried from place to place. I don't. That's the one thing they don't show is that like he's done with the segment. Three guys come pick him up and take him <laughs> no, no I'm kidding no the guy's busy he's going from one beat to one beat to another one stage to another the guy is constantly just running around the guy works hard he puts on a really good show um and yeah we were there you know it was a mask on event in our jackets it's a little warm in the theater elbow to elbow with people and these like tight seats so people that are complaining about it being like uncomfortable uh at uh watching it from home and it's long or whatever yeah it's it's a little uncomfortable there but a great time um travis actually i uh was sitting next to one of your colleagues uh taylor lyles nice yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I know a bunch of people from the office uh, went, but usually it was mostly people who are in our socal office so uh, i didn't mm -hmm. go but yeah that's cool but um it was it was a great event. We saw, you know, it was great to, yeah. Again, Joseph Rez was a few rows up. We were in his section. Uh, the Forspoken actress was there. The GTFO developers were li literally right in front of us. The, the can can we talk about the Forspoken actress for a little bit? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, I saw her. I'm like, oh my god, are we underdressed? I'm in a t-shirt and a jacket, and she's in this beautiful golden dress. I'm like, am I underdressed here? Yeah, she's fantastic. Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great, uh, great in-person experience, and I, and I'd love to do it again. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Um, How was Taylor Lyles, by the way? How's she doing? Great. She was awesome. It was great uh, watching the the show with her, and we were commenting, we're like, what's this trailer going to be, and all that. I think uh it, it was it was a great great conversation nice that's cool so what did you think dash of kind of the formatting of the show you know we got a lot of reveals right um i think what many of us are saying now is that jeff is starting to treat this as like the year-end e3 right it's starting to become a kind of premiere show which you know, you can discredit him or not like it all you want, but the Jeff's credit, it's a smart thing to do because a lot of people are tuning in for the premieres. E3 is in, and all these other shows are in summer and the game industry is so big now, in my opinion, that there's lots of room for a second kind of six months later, right? Uh, a show to really show what's coming next year and beyond. Um, and he's turned it into that right or wrong, whether you agree or not. Um so we got a lot of premieres. There was less focus on the awards. And at least for us at home, there was an awful lot of ads and kind of filler, right? Um, so what did you think about the show formatting? What would you kind of like to see? Did you enjoy it? Is there Are there changes you would like to make? Yeah, there'd be changes I'd like to make. And um, so the the I think it was the best game show in, in, a, in a long time. Um, you know, in terms of breadth, I think maybe the Xbox one could rival it. Uh, from earlier and but and in terms of bigger announcements i think the playstation one probably has it you know rivals it a little bit but uh i think it was the 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 the, the best show in, in a while despite the fact that it was bloated and there was a ton of fit fillers so all those ads that you guys are seeing on tv we're seeing those same exact ones okay. and you could sort of feel the energy wane a little bit like um you know as i was sitting next to taylor uh you, we were like really excited in the first like hour and commenting on everything what could this be and this and that and you could see how like as as time progressed like my energy at least it's like less and less of that it's like okay checking the checking the clock you're like all right yeah there's among us that they're showing there's a lot of stuff that i feel like obviously could be cut and i just wonder from you know obviously uh there's placements there are developers that don't can't even uh, make the main show and they either don't get included at all or, or, or just do the pre-show. Um, but there's there's a reason why it's that long. And I think it's a very expensive, um, the, the production value of it. And you go in person, it's a very grand event. And uh, I think those pay the bills. I think those ads and all those obviously pay the bills. So I'm not sure what the solution is there because when you're announcing 10 to 15 really big games, like 10 to 15 really interesting games, uh, on top of some of the other like B tier stuff like Dying Light 2 and Saints Row. And then you got to get the ads in to pay the bills and then somehow sneak in like five minutes of awards. Um, <laughs> you know, there could obviously be a better balance if money was not an issue. Kill all those ads and get more of those awards in. Um, as he was breezing through the best multiplayer game uh, category and uh, best family, which it takes two on both of those. Yep. And he kept pointing. He's like, all right, congratulations. It takes two. There's Joseph Frez. He kept pointing at the crowd. I'm like, it would be a travesty if uh, Joseph Frez in his best shot to win the award uh, in a year doesn't get up on stage for something. At yeah. Least. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, the pacing was off, but the first half, they hit us with big moment after big moment. And that was exciting. Yeah. 
Agreed. Dan, what do you think, man? Did you watch it? Because I know you were DMing me. I don't know if you actually watched it or not. Yeah, I just I let it go like 45 minutes. And then kind of what sometimes I do with football games. So I don't have to worry about commercials and crap. I just let it go a certain amount of time and just start watching it. And I just watch what I want to watch. <clears throat> I thought it sucked, to be 100% honest. Um, the first like <laughs> two, re- like the, the Star Wars game and Hellblade, I was like, man, this is going to be an amazing show. And then I got the rest of it. And there was literally nothing I cared about. I mean, Horizon, I've seen enough of it. Don't care. You know, it's coming eventually. Everything else was either a horror game, a co-op game, or a multiplayer game, or some kind of combination of the three. And I was just like, oh, hey, you know, we can Alan Wake. This looks kind of cool. Oh, we're going to make it a survival horror. Well, go fuck yourself. Because now I can't play it, so it looks amazing. But it, it just that I don't know why it was all horror games. That's all it seemed like to me. Or Elden Ring, which I can't play because I suck. So I mean, it, for me personally, I had zero interest in it. Um, Imagination Dragons or whatever they're called, meh. Sting sucks. He was never good. I don't know why people like him so much. I mean, <laughs> last year's I think was better, and it wasn't all digital. He wasn't there, was he? Wasn't he? It wasn't a live show, they a, was it? They had a stage presence, but no, no actual uh, audience. Yeah, that live audience. No, that's one. That, which the last one that was really, really good was uh, when they when they did the uh, Series X thing. You know, when they when they announced it, wasn't that when that was? Are you muted? I can't hear you. I can't was, hear Ains. Ains is muted. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two years ago. Yes. Ah. Yeah, that was the 2019 show. Yeah, that was a good one. Last year was all right. This one, I was just like, literally, I was, I was just like, excite me, give me something really exciting. But it was a lot of that, and it was a lot of ads for mobile games, a lot of Nintendo ads. You know, there was, there was just, it was ads everywhere. I think you sent me something from like <laughs> ad blocker. You know, you know, uh, hard, dr- hard what, drive was hard drive did that. Yeah, that. watching it, this show with ad blocker, you know, cuts it down to yeah. seven minutes or something yeah. like that. And, yeah, and that's <laughs> probably 100 percent true. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy for Joseph Ferris, though. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, the guy. I mean, rev- you know, reveals are also ads, though. If you think about it, Game yeah, they're kind of. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's just I, I wanted it to be really good. I was really excited because we haven't had a lot of big, big announcements, and we kind of knew Hellblade. I think was coming. You know, we yeah. had an idea of it, and 100% stole the show for me. You know, okay. the Forspoken stuff. You know, when we saw that, I mean, like we, we've seen a lot of it already. You know, I still don't know what the hell it is. Looks yeah. cool. We'll, we'll talk more you know? about individual games. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. Like overall, I, I could have done without it. I mean, it was literally like just an ad, you know, fest. That's basically what it was to me. <laughs> was right, they've all, all been like that, though. I, I feel like oh, I mean, I the format that. hasn't changed. <laughs> it's true. Oh. I think uh, Tra- Travis is disappointed in your p- opinion as normal, Dan. So we'll let Travis comment here. <laughs> Travis yeah, is disappointed I mean... in anybody's opinion that is not his. <laughs> that's so that's okay. not true at all. <laughs> well, I, I really, the, my problem with your I opinion. I agree with them. <laughs> my problem with your opinion, Dan, is that you only have two, uh, two, two modes, which is you either loved it or hate it. There's like no middle because there's ground. There's no need you. for being wishy-washy and bullshit. I just, you know, I'm it's not wishy-washy. White, some some yeah. things are just okay and have good and bad elements. But for you, it's yeah. either the shittiest thing ever or the greatest thing ever, and you that is that honestly, 
that allows me to just be to, an asshole. You know, no, just to be one way or the other. I don't have to worry about being in the middle of a bunch of stuff. I can just be like, yeah, this is how it is. That's true, but it's right. also called extremism. And it's yes. kind of the reason that everything is messed up right now. And it's one of the main <laughs> reasons I got into the game industry is because I thought that it's ex incredibly destructive how everybody is either uh, one or the other and broken into tribes and all that stuff. And I think uh, sometimes things can just be okay. And you can say, I liked this, I didn't like this, and, and dive into the nuance, um, which is what I'm going to do right now. Um, I, I, th I thought, you know, they did, they did some good stuff and they did some bad stuff. I think, um, it's weird because all the other showcases in the games industry don't feel as, uh, advertised as this one as as like go funded, you know, and I'm not, I'm not sure why that is, but you would think that at this point in their development cycle that they could, that they could create a, um, a, an award show and and just have people sponsor it and not not put a whole bunch of ads in it so I, i'm not really sure what the issue is there um but yeah obviously that part was annoying show was a little bit long but and i also i also i hate this i hate the thing that they do where they say it's starting at one time but then they start right, stop being early. so extreme okay <laughs> yeah right stop it <laughs> <laughs> um i that that thing where they where they start at 30 minutes early and then they they reveal they do they do game reveals and they announce awards before the award show has officially started. Well, that really, really bothers me um, because yeah. then they're saying like, oh, these awards were, weren't important enough to make the main show. And it's like, OK, come on. Real um, quick, Travis, you know, you're, you got a good point there because the, the and the rest of the show, you know, you only like they've got all these awards, but they don't really give time to the developers. Right. To get up there and like accept that stuff, which is what this show should be about is celebrating the, the, the industry and I, the people I, that have given us this stuff. And like half of them are just like, and the winner is final fantasy stuff, you know, and yeah. the winner for this part, you know, and it's just like, where are those people? Why not give them some stage time or do something? I, where it's I, just... I, I think, I think probably because people are tuning in for the game announces. I mean, that's, Sure. Well, that that I was agree. that was the feedback from the first couple shows is that they wanted more announcements and big stuff happening, and so I think they've done a good job at that. That that really isn't my main point. I mean, the way they use their time obviously could have been optimized. You get rid of ads. That's that goes a long way. Um, I do think that they could have focused more on the actual awards and given time for it, and and every award, not just hey, here's five awards in a row, and then we're going to do this big one on stage uh, yeah. that, that's going to get a lot of time. I think yeah. they could have done a better job there, but. Let's look at all the stuff they did well. The the announces that they revealed were awesome. They had lots of cool game premieres, uh, gameplay trailers that I we've been waiting for for a long time. Hellblade 2 was amazing. I still didn't even believe that was actual gameplay. I think they're lying to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, the and then and then the other stuff was the the writing was pretty good. The jokes were funny. Like they and, and I'm not used to seeing that about award shows. Usually award shows are like travesties <laughs> to me. But um, you know they had they had good bits. We got. Uh, the Chang Chi actor up there uh, talking about Halo on his phone, and and you know the, I I thought they did it they did a pretty good job in terms of like the jokes and the writing that they that they had, um, and it, yeah, and it was a so pot friend that was a, that was a that was a great <laughs> bit that was a great bit, um, yeah I I really like that um, so yeah I, I mean it, it was an okay show I I think they could have used their time better I still don't understand the ads thing but on the whole. Um, I'm also happy with, and this almost never happens, the results of the show. I'm used to like all the games that I really care about not winning or even getting nominated. And uh, 
the games I liked tended to win. And I was like, all right, cool. I I'm, I'm on board with this. This is very rare for me. So uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it, I obviously they could do better, but I thought, I thought it, they're doing an admirable job, all things considered. Um, and, and uh, I, that star Wars game, man, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So real quick, uh, I, you guys already said everything I was going to say about the show. Um, it, you know, he's focused on premieres for obvious reasons. Um, I I'd like to see a, mo- a bigger focus on developers uh, and highlighting things because one of, one of the interesting things you guys did touch on, uh, but you alluded to, right. Is that, uh, I saw multiple developers after the show basically say, hey, we were a big game this year. A lot of work went into this. And it's not even like not even commented on in a video game award show. For instance, uh, the the lady who wrote the narrative to the Call of Duty campaign, Vanguard campaign, which no matter what you think about Call of Duty, I, I think everyone knows I'm not a big Call of Duty fan. <laughs> but from what I've heard, that campaign was quite good uh, and well written. Um, yeah. And and Returnal, um, you know, another great game this year that really pushed the bar for Housemark. Uh there's just, and maybe that's not the best example, but there's other games, they right? They, yeah. yeah, they did. They won an award that was <laughs> quickly disregarded, um, like you guys touched on. But I, I think it'd be nice if they did something like a sizzle reel of just like a couple minutes highlighting all the cool games this year, even if they weren't up for reward, or awards or something like that, or, you know, something like that. I think there's a better way to and, kind of celebrate and, the industry. And it's not to be a jerk, but he literally started the show with a sizzle reel of showing games like, I mean, maybe not all of them, of course, but sure. like Returnal was in there, for instance, and that was okay. nominated yeah. for Game of the Year. He, so he, he did have some of that. Okay. Re- right, the Returnal enough. developers also did get stage time. Um, yeah. They they got to come up and talk for a little bit. But yeah, I, for me, it's more like the categories that they kind of like push out the door. And yeah. they're just like, all right, here's three awards right in a row that they all did. Or they'll do this thing where a team will win an award and they'll be like, they also won this award so that they can just like <laughs> skip over it. It's like, what, yeah. what are you guys doing? Like, just, just, just like take the time. It's an award show. We're okay with you taking an extra 30 seconds to just yeah. do each award yeah. individually. And then maybe, maybe if you cut out the ads, you have time for that. But um, yeah, like give them only like 15 to 20 seconds for the speech. Cause all of them said like, Oh, the teleprompter is telling me to rush, but it's not great it's not great content to just listing names of people that you want to thank like obviously that's great but like it's it you know but well that, that like not- uh forza horizon won the accessibility award right and the guy was kind of talking about accessibility he's like all right gotta go and it's like this is like one of the most important topics in gaming and the dude's being rushed off the stage you know what i mean yeah, like, but come on but let's 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 show you know 15 million you know streamers or whatever you know i mean like like I don't care. I mean, like, I want to know these guys work so hard on this. These other guys, they play the, they play these people's games, <laughs> make money from it, but they, they, they're given, you know, three or four minutes where these guys get 30 seconds. I mean, Joseph, he got 30 seconds at the last, the, you know, award. I was like, this is insane. Insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just please, yeah. guys. I, 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 mean, I don't know if that was his choice or not, because I remember years past and the God of War team, they had like, it seemed like the whole studio up there and mm-hmm. he had multiple people talking. So I don't know if that was Joseph Perez's choice or if this format They're changed. Remote, aren't they? Yeah. I, th- I think it's probably a, isn't their team located in a different country? Uh, in, I mean, they, it was, it wasn't a, oh yeah. He's like, I think Hayes Light is in Santa, Sweden, Santa, right? Santa Monica is like right next to the the studio yeah. or the. Uh, but this, but this I, I think the point, like the stage time, like the stage time that they gave yeah. them. But like, guys, I I so I'm I'm coming to this with a lot of hype because obviously it it was my first uh, 
Game Awards attending live, and I might be viewing it with rose-tinted glasses here, but I made a list of the big moments, and I know we'll talk about them, but Hellblade 2, Star Wars Eclipse, Wonder Woman, Arc Raiders, Alan Wake 2, Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Suicide Squad, Cuphead. The list goes on, like, how could that yeah. be a, a, a bad, bad show? And a show where, like, Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West, two of next year's biggest games are, like, almost footnotes because we're talking about Hellblade 2. We're talking about yeah. Star Wars Eclipse. I think I think the, I think you kind of made the point there, Dash, is I think many of us are very hyped over the reveals and the games that are coming. And I, I love that aspect. And there's a ton of games on this list that you just mentioned that I'm excited for. But I think the issue that some of us are taking is, as you just said, those were the hype moments. Those are all reveals. It's got nothing to do with the awards or with talking about issues in the industry or anything else. Right. Because it's the but, it's the it's the reveals that get the the press, basically. Yeah. They highlighted the communities. I saw. I, I thought the, the the San Francisco drag queen gamers that, that brought a smile to my face as a San Francisco. And I, I thought that part was cool because <laughs> they, they did that a few times, right? They highlighted they different. Did. Um, different they did. They highlighted. Different I, I thought. I thought that was really cool. That was some of my favorite parts of the show, actually, showing yeah. the different communities. What do you I had think no about... idea there were drag queens playing playing uh, Xbox and and but I, I was like really happy to learn that. Don't lie. <laughs> I, I no. I mean, aside from me, aside from me, I didn't know there were more of us. Um, Travis is on the Discord now. <laughs> what do you, what do you think about this idea? And again, it might not make financially sense for or logistically sense for Jeff Keeley to do. But what if there was one show, one main show, and it was like an hour and a half to two hours long, and that had like the four or five really big announcements, but all of the main award categories, and it was like sort of an even split. And then you have like a pre-show where it's like a two-day event where you have a pre-show and you could do things like uh, a plague's tale sequel and and you know some of the things that aren't necessarily groundbreaking new new reveals or anything like that i've heard other people talk about my plague tale sequel that way (laughs) (laughs) i've heard other people love that game i mean it was already announced at the xbox show is what i'm saying i mean horizon looks fantastic but i there's only so much i can get hyped after seeing clips of it every two weeks my mind kind of went there as well to the same thing it's like well, maybe you kind of split this into reveals and awards the only problem is is you'll probably then only get people tuning into the reveals right uh, and, and, and 70 percent of fans said they want the reveal they're there for the reveal. exactly exactly that's what's again that's what's going to draw the crowd that's what's drawing the viewers which in turn is what makes the money um it, it's a pretty common problem about everything we always talk about in this in this industry right from clicks to sites to channels to you know, it's just you, you people kind of go where the money is or go where the clicks are. And this is just the kind of large scale version of that is Jeff is going where the viewers are. And that is reveals. Yep. But well, I mean, what, what did, I mean, it's for the, fans. The, the, the problem I think I had with it is that a lot of the reveals were just dates. You know, it's like, hey, Cuphead DLC is coming out this day. You know, we finally got a tunic deal, you know, or release date. We got, you know. The Hellblade one the, was the Cuphead DLC, though we haven't seen anything from that. They've been working on yeah, it for I mean, three years. That all looks the same. That, I thought that whoa, one was whoa. pretty big because no, uh, no Cuphead disparaging. <laughs> no, I, lo- I think it's, I think <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the coolest looking games ever created. I think, and I think I really appreciate the work that these guys had to put in to do that because you know when you look at the behind the scenes stuff on Cuphead, it's insane. Like just all the yeah. hand drawn, pen- yeah, amazing. You know, but we knew it was coming. We just didn't know when, right? And Elden Ring. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know, you know, or we guess we knew when with that one. But, you know, 
the, the, he said before the show, we've got four to five reveals on the scale of Elden Ring. I The only one, maybe, not even that, because I already knew it was coming, was Hellblade 2. The the fact that, you know, oh. that was just, like, just mind-blowing to me. But, like, short of that, I mean, there wasn't really anything, for me anyway, that I was just like, well, this is so let, Elden Ring level. I'm not even go, an Elden Ring person. Let's go through the games, the, then, and yeah. we can see... Let's let's do that because that's yeah. where we need to touch it. So I Hellblade disagree. Two, Hel- yeah. Hellblade Two is the one that everyone's talking about for good reason. Stole the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Crazy. mean it, it stole the show. It, it's just mind blowing, as everyone has said. It's the first look at gameplay. Keep me honest here. First look at actual gameplay from a game for Unreal Engine Five on next gen. Correct. Because we have the Matrix experience, which if you haven't downloaded that and checked it out, please do. It's amazing. It's insane. Um, but that's not a game, right? Um, and there's a, plenty of games being created as we speak and developed in Unreal Engine 5. But this kind of shows us from a cinematic perspective, from a fidelity perspective, where gaming is going to go. And it was yeah. just incredible, incredible, incredible to see it. Um, and even beyond just the the mind-blowing kind of visuals, I really loved personally how they uh, managed to highlight Senua in the trailer and especially the things that make Senua special, the voices, what was being said to her, what she was hearing, um, all of the aspects of that Norse mythology, excuse me, um, just really struck with me, man. I I adored this trailer. I've watched it multiple times now. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was, it kind of set the bar, right, for like the rest of the show. Maybe that was why I had a little bit of disappointment because it was such a high <laughs> bar, you know. Yeah. Just like man, you just flashed your your ace, you know, really, really early there, Jeff. Yeah. And but I mean, I, I'm totally, I mean, worth it because when I saw that, I was like, if this is what the show is opening with, it's just going. I mean, it's, it's supposed <laughs> to get better. I mean, crazy. Well, I think yeah. I think maybe so. The next couple of announcements, and guys, you can touch on these a little more. But uh, Travis, you already mentioned this: Star Wars Eclipse. So we get. Yeah, we get a trailer for a new Star Wars game. It yeah. is far and away the most viewed trailer from the Game Awards. Something like seven million views, and Hellblade's number two at like two. Of course, it is. Like, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It, it's Star Wars, it, it, right? It's, it's going to get views for people who aren't gamers just because it's Star Wars. Yeah. So, uh, Travis, you could talk a lot more intelligently about this, uh, but it's it's developed by Quantic Dream, Heavy Rain, Detroit, etc. So, oh, if it's in the vein of their prior games, we're talking about a more narrative experience than necessarily an action experience, which I like. We can talk about that if you want. Uh, in coordination with Lucasfilm Games, remember Lucasfilm Games is is back basically, so yes. they're working on this with Quantic Dream, um, and it is uh, set in the High Republic High, High Republic. Republic era. Yeah. It's yeah, actually the you. first the first game in the High, High Republic era, and also the first uh kind of like visual media for the high, high republic era everything else has been like comics and books so we haven't seen any shows or movies or anything in this era so it, it's going to be like the first yeah full story i think okay cool. so i think to your regarding point, Dan, hellblade blew us away because we got to see it playing right. this i think when he's talking about reveals on the level of elden ring that that quote he had I think mm-hmm. he's kind of counting these because the reveal is so huge, even if we're not seeing gameplay. Yeah. Also, yeah, don't I'll, forget I'll, the El- the Elden the, the Elden Ring reveal uh, was also not gameplay. It was basically just, "Hey, they're making another Souls game." Like that was it. Remember the original one at the Game Awards? It wasn't like we saw like hell of gameplay or whatever. It was just like, "Hey, it's happening." 
I don't remember. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so anyway, I, I'm oh, super yeah. stoked about. I, I was like immediately like, oh my god, this is Star Wars. Like from the first frame, it was sure. like this is Star Wars, and then saw the 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 gameplay looks amazing. The characters look super well designed, and then I learned it was Quantic Dream, and my excitement kind of dipped a little bit, <laughs> quite frankly, because uh, Quantic Dream uh, they they sort of haven't made a good game in like what a decade, and that's if you like Heavy Rain, which I didn't. So it it's sort of a, a rough situation for them i know a lot of people love heavy rain i i did not at all i i i, I just thought the you're muted ains but i'm sure your opinion's wrong um go ahead and unmute <laughs> you didn't like detroit either no did detroit is is so bad i i i really i wanted to like that game but it it, it it's just so that's tone wait, that's a but, that's a pretty well-regarded game and yet you're saying my opinions are bad <laughs> Dude, dude, that game. It, look it up on Metacritic. It is not as well regarded as I think you're remembering. It's 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 like it, in the 80s. It is a, it's in the eighties. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I guess that's, that's <laughs> uh, again. The, that, again, the, that game. Okay, so I I didn't finish that game. I played uh, like halfway through it, but the idea of like uh, of of white slaves it it was such a tone deaf game i really had i really struggled with that one in terms of getting through i mean the, these these problems have been talked about by other people who who are more than me but like i yeah i that game did not did not do it for me and then obviously okay. beyond two souls was the other one that one's like yeah. uh like kind of like well known as not being good um i i don't know their games have just never clicked with me and a okay. star wars the thing is, Star Wars stories are pretty difficult to tell. That's why so many people do it badly. Uh, the world is is incredible, but you have to the world the world's greatest advantage of Star Wars is also its biggest disadvantage, which is it's essentially an open sandbox for you to tell your own stories where the rules kind of don't matter because it's fantasy sci-fi, right? It's, it's space opera, and so you have to build the uh the the story the story has to stand on its own two legs and a lot of people make the mistake of thinking oh we'll just use the star wars galaxy and we don't need to tell a particularly good story because it's star wars and that will somehow save us and the, it's the exact exact opposite like you you really mm -hmm. have to be able to tell a good story and i just don't have a ton of confidence in quantic dreams ability to do that okay. and that's that's my biggest problem but if, if they if they nail it i mean the idea of a fully story focused star wars game like like I, I would absolutely love that i'm just uh i'm a little worried um we'll, we'll see though i'm definitely gonna play it like are you kidding me like i'm yeah. definitely gonna play that one is it okay quantic dream quantic dream right. makes uh makes playstation games right so it's not gonna be on Xbox. typically not anymore they're, they're i think their part like partnership or deal has like ended so i think right. they've sort of publicly stated that they're gonna go multi-platform yes they did that was last year i think actually dash yeah. Um, well, I want to make a point about Quantic Dream because I'm seeing it in the chat as well. And yes, they are not known for their action at all. They're they're It's all, you know, quick time events. Um, I find some of them very exhilarating, by the way. You know, you think about going in the opposite side of the uh, opposite of traffic in heavy rain or the decision of cutting your finger or not, or even the chase sequences in uh, Detroit Become Human, I, you know. Even though those aren't active action events, those were all like exhilarating moments for me. However, one interesting thing about this one is that the word on the street is that, um, well, not word on the street. It's actually, a, they have a new studio in Montreal, I think headed by uh, former Deus Ex guys. And they've stated that their next game, 
they it, so the, the new studio is supposed to be complimentary and not making another game. So they had stated with alongside the Star Wars rumors that this game is going to be more action oriented. They're moving away from their typical narrative driven QTE driven games and uh, going in a more action adventure sort of route. So this is a interesting. Th- 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 this might be it. Okay. Well, that that yeah, scares I'm, me. A, 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 <laughs> a, a studio that has no pedigree for making action games and hasn't told a good story in a decade is not like well, I, I think well, that dash's hope is that the the other studio with veterans from games like deus ex can i mean ubisoft is bleeding help. developers if, if it seems like just with all the announcements of them leaving in, in montreal so like so uh, eclipse I, is going to be open world Yes. <laughs> Good. I know so that. I know, gonna, I know that doesn't inspire. You know, uh, you it's going to be uh, Star Wars's Breath of the Wild moment. <laughs> oh no! God. <laughs> uh, Jib says uh, there's also a High Republic show coming to Disney Plus that will definitely be on our way yep. before the game. Okay. Yeah, definitely. They're, I mean, they're building out that era. So for those who don't know, uh, the High Republic era is loosely defined as being 200 years before like the clone wars era right and so it's at the time where the jedi were at the height of their power and also were like the most pure so it's like it's basically like high fantasy like gallant knights except for their jedi uh fighting off you know uh would-be uh, bandits and uh raiders and that sort of stuff and it has this really like interesting tone that we've never seen in star wars before uh and it has potential to tell really really awesome stories i mean a a fantasy disguised as a sci-fi with all of the things you love about star Wars in it. I mean, there's just so much potential there and the books and comics that they put out so far have been really high quality, like a whole bunch of different, uh, really well-respected, uh, writers and content creators are doing a good job filling it with stories. Um, so they have, they have an opportunity to tell an awesome story here. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I got my fingers extra, extra crossed on this one, but man, am I nervous, man. I'm dripping with sweat over this one. So I, I the only thing I was going to say to that, uh, and good to see a bunch of people in the chat. I saw Darge stop by Bizzles here. Good to see you guys. Um, the only thing I was going to say is we know that, uh, Disney has licensed out star Wars more, right. From a game perspective. And there's a lot of star Wars games coming. Uh, and I think it's fair to say like Jedi fallen order two and all these other games, they're going to, most of them are combat focused, right? Sure. So my, my thought was, and I'm not the biggest star Wars fan. I, I love star Wars, but as a casual, if you will. Um, so my big thing was to your point, Travis, if they can tell a good story and it has a good narrative, which is important, uh, it's critical almost then I'm okay. If this isn't combat focused, because we're going to get those yeah. combat games, you know, there's other games for combat. So yeah, I just I just hope it it turns out well. We'll see. We'll see. Jason, um, what'd you say? Jason? Jason, 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 Jason. I don't know what's happening. You don't get right that now. reference? Do you didn't no, play Happy Rain? Oh, come on. Uh, I remember played at the it. beginning when he's, I, I he's play- looking for his kid, Jason. Oh, and you click, okay. You can click the okay. button to say Jason. You know what's funny? I played it for been- like an hour, like ten years. ago. <laughs> so there's a there's a glitch in that game that somebody discovered where if you do something with the button like if you hold it like at the end of that thing he'll just keep saying jason for the whole game so you can just <laughs> go through and he'll just be saying jason the entire run it's on terrifying. youtube it's, oh yeah it's very terrifying dan let me get the super chat from mr darge himself ah look at you darge thank you for the 449 of that pounds, pounds. Is that, okay yeah super chat sorry i'm late again i'll watch it straight back after when you finish up, what Dark Souls should I play first, Ains? 
Yeah, I'm not going to answer that question. Yeah, I, I saying, think Dark Souls uh, 1. What do you think, Travis? 1, right? Yep, Dark Souls 1. Dark yeah, Souls 1. it's got to be 1. I mean, 3 is the best, but there's a lot of context Agreed. and things that'll get you into the universe with Dark Souls 1. I think that's where you got to start. Yeah, one, 3 is the, probably it's the best, and it's also the most accessible. So if you really yes. want to just get to the point, play Dark Souls 3. But if you plan on playing all of them, Play one, go through the original, or go through the Dark Souls trilogy, then go back and beat Demon Souls because I would say it's the least accessible in terms of kind of the stuff that you have to do in that game, and then yeah. and then work your way through kind of the side ones like Sekiro, and if you have to, Bloodborne if you want to uh, put the train <laughs> wheels back on to play that game. Um, yeah. Oh boy. All right. Yeah, I think I'd agree one, uh, but he's right. Uh, if you if you've never played Souls, you're struggling to get into it. You may want to jump the three. And see if you can get through that. Um, but if you get through that and enjoy it, go back to one. So yeah. that's what I would say. Start with Bloodborne, like I did, and have a great time. It's true. Actually, I was going to say Bloodborne is definitely the easiest Souls game. It barely counts as one. So if you really are trying to get into uh, that series, I would suggest playing Bloodborne. Um, it's, <laughs> it, it is it is my first Souls game. That's like not not my first Souls game. It is. My first Fisher Souls Price, game. my first yeah, Souls Fisher game. Price, my first Souls game. <laughs> oh, yeah, not, not, not bad, not bad. Um, it's funny because uh, Babbitt says, Travis, we were doing so well. Bloodborne, uh, he and I, yeah, I know he and I disagree on Bloodborne, but we agree on uh, on, on Detroit being cringy AF, so that's okay. Uh, I'm with All him right. on that. I, I just want to let you know, Travis, that. Joe is known as Mr. Bad Take, so the more you agree I know with him, that. probably that's you know. You don't <laughs> but dude, do but that. dude, that that game is cringe, man. Like it, it does is, have some cringe moments. I agree. It's I agree, very, but cringe, I still enjoyed yeah. it. So anyway, Alan Wake two, big announcement. Yes, here. that yes. was a big announcement, Dan. You got to give him that. We've been waiting yes. on this one for a decade. Yeah, people have been asking for it for many years. Sam, good to see Sam Lake. Sam Lake's always cool to see up on stage. Coming in 2023, he said that uh, we'll see more in summer of 2022, which presumably going to be three time, right? We'll see it. Um, and the fact that they're diving in to make this a true horror game. Uh, I already loved it. Alan Wake, but the fact that he said that just has me incredibly excited. This was definitely one of my favorites of the show. Yeah. Announcement-wise, I mean. Yeah. I'm I'm I could not be more hyped. I mean, fans have been waiting for this forever. They've alluded to it in pretty much all of their games that's going to yes. happen. There's a there's it's a, even a, in a rep quantum break. There's quantum break has break. it on the on the chalkboard, uh, yeah. and then uh, in uh, in control, that's part yeah. of the Alan Wake universe. There's references in that. We kind of got that um, that mini sequel in American Nightmare that kind of implies that some stuff's going to be happening in the future, and we're finally getting a full sequel. And uh, for those of you who didn't learn about Alan Wake until recently during the remaster, um, just know that game was made a long time ago. And even back then, we thought the gameplay was pretty not great. And uh, the, that studio has done a really good job at becoming better at the gameplay part of their games. Yes, They've always told they great stories, but now the gameplay is at a point where I have no doubt Alan Wake 2 is going to be a great game because Control they've learned so, well. so much from Quantum Break and Control and and i just i have a lot of faith in in uh, that team as storytellers and and the gameplay has been the the bane of their existence for a really long time but they finally got it they finally nailed it i think so yeah and uh pro tip on this one uh dan is actually going to stream this when it launches so be sure to nice tune in. yeah nice. even scarier now it's survival horror less action oriented survival horror, all the stuff that dan, dan likes <laughs> 
I'm so yeah, excited. Right. Guys. <laughs> that was an exciting announcement as well. I mean, I'm just I'm a little bummed that we get a lot so many announcements that are just like um glorified like logo cards or title cards, but regardless, I mean, obviously we want to see more. Um we we sort of knew that it was it was happening. We didn't know when they would, you know, how far along they are in development and it's exciting to see it announced. Um he looks like a I don't know. He looks like a John Wick. He looks like an, a, a a bloodied up John Wick. He looks different in the new in he does, the new trailer. He does. And I, I think what's too exciting, we haven't touched on it yet, but as we start to get these announcements for games that are launching kind of late next year through 2023, right? We start to know that these are the games that are going to be new gen only, right? We're, we're getting into that stretch now where the cross gen yeah. games will be ending with Elden Ring and Horizon, et cetera. Um, and, you know, we're going to start to see the fruits of, of really what these new consoles and higher NPCs can do. And it, it should be great. Yeah. Uh, the next one, big one was Wonder Woman. Um, so it's funny, Dan, because I remember vividly a conversation you, me and Bert had like two and a half years ago. And, and this isn't not like we were reading the horoscope because everyone was kind of saying this, but we knew that superhero games were going to become more prevalent in the gaming industry because they took over the movie industry and it only made sense, especially after the success of Spider-Man, that this was going to start happening happening in the gaming industry. And well, here we go. We've got Wolverine coming. We've got now we've got Wonder Woman coming. So uh, in partnership with DC, obviously, uh, and developed by Monolith, uh, which is a very talented studio, by the way. So uh, again, we didn't see gameplay. This is just a reveal. Um, I'm not even really excited for it. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big superhero guy. I'll, I'll see what the gameplay looks like when we see it. Um, Those licensed but, games, man. We've been bemoaning them for a while. Now, I know, man. I know. I, and, and to their credit, they're, the licensed games nowadays are a lot higher quality than they were when we were growing up. Um, but still, you know, it's. I think it's exciting. There's a lot of people, obviously, who love Wonder Woman in DC Universe. And like I said, Monolith is a good developer. So this could be really good. Yeah. And that, nope. yeah. Simple. Yeah. Moving on. I, I think I think I think Wonder Woman's move set is perfect for an action game. But yeah, that's I, true. I, I, I'm also I'm also uh, I bemoan the uh, the the takeover of licensed games. They're becoming very prominent. Like lots of studios are working on superhero yeah. stuff and things that come from movies and comics. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want this to be the industry. Like video games have always been so unique in that. They're one of the only industries that seemed incorruptible. They were always making their own IPs, like forever they've been making their own IPs. And I just don't want that to, I don't want the norm to be that we sort of like take our cues from another industry, like the movie industry or whatever. So um, that said, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy and most Arkham Knight is so good. And I can't really <laughs> complain. So, and also I'm the one like over here, like a uh, shilling for Star Wars. So I have, I have, <laughs> yeah. I have I'm, I'm completely tainted. Uh, <laughs> we'll change yeah. it up. We'll change it up then and uh talk about Suicide Squad. <laughs> 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 so Suicide Squad, um, you know, we finally got to see Rocksteady Suicide Squad. They've been working on this for years now. We've talked about it extensively, but we finally got gameplay. And I think, which I know Dan is gonna probably cringe at, but I think I was very happy because it's the first thing I said when I started seeing the gameplay, and I saw multiple other people start start saying this is wow, it looks a lot like Sunset Overdrive <laughs> in the gameplay. And I that made me super excited because I love Sunset Overdrive. Um, but this yeah. looks like, I, again, I'm not into these superhero games, but this looks like just a mad amount of fun, especially yeah. in co-op. Uh, so just jumping in, going absolutely chaotic across this big map with all these enemies in co-op, 
looks like an absolute blast. I loved this gameplay reveal. Yes. <laughs> also, okay. also the the premise of killing the Justice League is the best premise for any video game. Like, just it's it's such a ambitious, silly goal, and I'm very yeah. excited to do it. I like when the Flash said uh, he, he tried to shoot him, and the Flash is like, "Why don't you just mail me the bullet?" i think it shows a lot of promise of how you do a superhero like big team uh sort of like moveset so we've seen batman done really well we've seen spider-man done really well we guardians of the galaxy i think struggles a little bit with its combat and how it handles the whole team i i think guardians of the galaxy sits on the shoulders or stands on the shoulders of its narrative um i mean it's a it's a great game still uh but and then obviously there's avengers which is a whole other sort of genre i think um Suicide Squad does a really good job of doing very various, you know, move sets and how all the different play, uh, characters play differently, and it looks like a ton of fun. Uh, it looks like a ton of fun, you know, uh, traversing through, running, r- jumping from rooftop to rooftop, and uh, shooting up a bunch of things. It looks like a, a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt. Dan, you usually, I mean, you love Spider-Man, and I know he's your favorite character. Um, sure. Where are you in uh, the Suicide Squad doing? I, thought, I literally thought you were being sarcastic when you said that. Answer. No, Spider-Man's his favorite. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm not wrong. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I I I've never really cared as much about like the DC universe. When I collected comics, it was basically all Marvel okay. um stuff. Uh so I mean I I enjoy stuff like like Batman and Superman and especially Batman. Um, but for the most part, um this doesn't really do much. We'll see how it is. I'll probably pick it up and buy it. You know, because you know. Well, we know I, that. Yeah, that's that's a sure thing. <laughs> you know, but you know, I, it's it's. I didn't see it. I mean, there was some gameplay there that you know looked okay. It's it's. I, I guess I'm. I don't know what I, I'm jaded about something. I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I, 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 I have no. I have no opinion about that game. So it didn't do than, anything yeah. for you, really. No, no, no. It okay. did not move the needle. So to okay. Speak. All right. Well, hopefully it it ends up well. We'll see. Yeah. We'll um. See. Rockstar, I mean, oh, we know Rockstar can we, make gonna, a good action game. So, is I don't know if this is on your list, but are we going to talk about Gollum? Okay. I, I wasn't going to, but you're welcome to. Exactly. It's not even <laughs> on the list because that was a horrifying trailer. I, I have nightmares from it. It looked like claymation. We, we already didn't like that game because its premise is terrible. And then when I saw the gameplay, I was like, it's even more cursed than I imagined. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. It is. Oh, my God. I'm, I I hope I review that game. I bet you they're going to give it to me. I'm so upset. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't have much to say about that one. I kind of felt like, Dan, it was just like, eh, that didn't do anything for me at all. Yeah, like, yeah. That, was, so. that was terrifying. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but Jesus, dude, that was, <laughs> that was a nightmare. But what we did get finally and you know i'm hyped about this is a release head for cuphead a release um, head yeah. release, release is that head. what i said That's release head? call it release <laughs> yeah yeah release, release head, head release for cuphead. Yeah. uh i am a cuphead fanatic i said on the show the other day i'm surrounded by cuphead merch um i just nice. have to wear that game i have 100 percented that game twice over wow um i just i adore it so what are you pointing at oh i no, thought you pointed at something sorry Oh, oh, okay. I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm also I'm also huge. I play. You did the yeah. I I love that game. I love yeah, hundred percent. I actually mode. did a charity stream last year where I beat the game beginning to end on expert in one stream. Um, just wow. like I, I love that game. Um, so it comes What's out your favorite 30th. 
Uh, depends on if you're talking the technical aspects or the visual aspects. The visual, I really loved. Uh, I forget his name, but the Egyptian sand guy. Um, mm. I can't remember his name. The genie? Now. Yeah, the genie. Thank you. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The genie. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, the, the train ride at, at night was just incredible, too. Yeah. Um, in terms of the actual mechanics, there's a couple. Um, and I really love... Um, I'm literally looking at a print of her, but the... The Medusa like woman in the water. I can't remember their name. Yes, it's been years yeah. now. So um mine's uh, King, Mr. Dice. I really I was like gonna say that. King Dice has a has a very King, cool setup how you play through King his Dice different levels. Like, yeah. Anyway, super excited about that. I could go on and on, but I we finally have a um a release date, which is awesome. We have seen that game, that DLC that got announced must have been three or four years ago, right? The yes. the delicious the delicious last yeah. course got announced. I think it was yeah. 2018 yeah dude or it's even 17 like, and we had some gameplay from it as well it's just that they were we just did. went dark for so long and that's why it was so exciting it's they're just one of those studios where it's like it's done when it's done we'll release we'll tell you when right. it's ready to go when it's released because they do care yeah. about their craft and you you see like some of their videos and the behind the scenes stuff they're like this was a lot more work than we thought we were signing up for it's a lot of work that goes into it yeah yeah uh, so I, I do want to talk. Someone mentioned it uh, for I think you mentioned it. Dash was forespoken. I want to talk about this game because there's something I said yesterday. There's something about this game where it should be exciting. It should be interesting. And yet the more I watch it, the more I think there's there's something about this game that just doesn't sit right with me. It's not doing anything for me. And I I think I said the other day, this is one of those games, in my opinion, that could be a nine and a half or it could be a five. I just don't know where it's going to end like up. Like 1886. <laughs> Remember the order 1886? Yeah. Like everybody yeah, yeah. was like, "Oh, this is yeah. going to be a great game," and then it came out. It was like a. It was like terrible. Yeah, that's it was one like of my, that's one of my least favorite games. The last gen. Which. Um, yeah, I just there's I don't know. Like I said, there's something I can't put my finger on it, but I just I'm concerned that this game people are getting hyped for it, and I don't see it hitting. Is it? the way it is it do you think is it a little bit of an overexposure where it seems like every gaming event they're showing it and it's like it's sort of looking almost like every trailer is almost looking the same like i feel like they're showing it too much yeah it's a, i think it's a combination of the cinematics look cool and obviously graphically it's impressive but when they actually get into the gameplay and they show her just jumping around and smashing things i'm like this could not look more generic like it just feels almost like a godfall moment it's like wow that's a pretty game and then you start to watch what they're actually doing and you're like wow this is a shallow game um it just doesn't look like there's a lot to it and i hope i'm wrong as always i hope the game's amazing but i see a lot of hype for this game and i'm, I'm just not seeing it personally I, I don't get it yeah i don't understand what's going on either looks like recore <laughs> and sunset overdrive had a baby and then this is what we got with some cool cinematics. Overdrive. <laughs> she's jumping all over the place and flying all over the place. I don't know. It just, it, I don't know what to think anymore. And the character seems uh, like she's out of like a 90s sitcom, but in a right. fantasy world. And I'm like, I, yeah. I don't she's, know. Because she's pulled for. into it. Like you saw the, like there was a story trailer where she's pulled in from like right. New York City yeah. into this like fantasy world. I think her like movesets and some of like the action, the particle effects, there are a lot of things about it. Some of the traversal, there are a lot of things about it that are real, that look really good about it, but the sort of the canvas it's on, it does feel a little shallow. The open world, there aren't any like interesting, like points of interest. Uh, I, I'm curious about the level design. I'm curious about like, yeah, just where the enemies are and all that. So some of that stuff feels like it almost looks 
I won't say like a tech demo. It just doesn't feel finished. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Completely filled in. Yeah. Agree with you. Agree with you. I'm going to try and get an interview with the actress to talk about this in more detail. Um, <laughs> Bet you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want special. Uh, it won't be publicized, yeah. but I'll let you know how it goes. Um, I'm kind of with you, actually, Ames. I, I've, I've not, I've not. On really the interview or. No, no this one just hasn't clicked okay. with me. I'm, I'm the I'm okay. kind of the same same boat as you. Like I, I for me, Square Enix games are all pretty hit or miss. Like I never know if a Square Enix game is going to be awesome or if it's just going to completely pass right. me by. And sometimes right. you get Guardians of the Galaxy, and sometimes you get you know Monster Hunter Rise. And I just, you know, I know a lot of people like Monster Hunter, but I just that game Preach like on it. Was, I'm I here just, for I Monster could, Hunter. I, hey, let's go. I'm sorry, dude. I, I I don't hate that game. I just it's so <laughs> grindy. I could not get into it. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, we'll see. I mean, we did get a date for it, right? It's launching, do I have it here? May 24th for PlayStation 5 and PC. So it's, I think it's one of the, uh, you know, it's one of those games slotting in just in the early summer. So we'll we'll see how it turns out. I, I Like I said, I hope it's great, but it's, yeah, it hasn't done much for me yet. A um, couple others I'll just touch on quick. We did finally get a release date and reveal of Crossfire X. You remember that game? Nope. Oh my God, finally. Yeah, I'm very so that's our... That remedy developed campaign right uh that's coming so it's the it's the campaign or the multiplayer because i thought there was okay yeah it's coming february 10th uh another february game and i said of all the dates that a game like crossfire x could have picked february was the wrong one um but anyway it's coming so i actually i actually feel the opposite i feel like uh that's a really good time to do it because all the other games coming out are nothing like it what, what game is it coming out with that you think it would compete with? Just other games in general, because I don't know if it's I mean, going to be yeah, any good. There, there are lots of games, but the people that are going to be playing Crossfire X, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't I know if there's a lot not, of it's not the, Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know if there's a lot of audience overlap is what I was saying. I don't I think like so. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't think there is. But I was going to say, remember, this is not Game Pass. The campaign is paid. So... Uh, I don't know how much. I don't know if it's like a $40 campaign or if it's a full $60 release. I'm not sure. But um, I thought it it looked decent. It looked kind of like someone said it looked like Call of Duty set pieces, the game. <laughs> like it's just like, you know, that type of campaign. But I hope being Remedy, it has a little more nuance to it. So we'll see. You can bet uh, it will. Least... You can bet it will. I could already yeah. tell from the trailer like something else was going on there. I'm, I'm actually interested in this one. I'm going to play it. Okay, cool. Um. God, man, there, there's a few more I could talk about. Um, I know we're going on a bit here. Uh, Evil West actually opened the, uh, it was on the preview show, but it just looked like a wild good time. You know what I mean? It just looked yeah. kind of crazy. So that was a cool one that jumped out to me. Saints Row as well looked great. I think uh, people were freaked Are you out being about serious? the initial yeah, I thought it did. Oh, okay. I, pe- I thought you were being sarcastic. No, I, 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 I think I think people have been treating that pretty unfairly because of the initial reveal to click with some people. But you look at the gameplay; it looked so much like uh, Saints Row to me. It's like very silly and over the top, doing crazy stuff. So, I, I kind of agree with you. I didn't think it looked like anything award-winning, right? But what I did say is, as you expect out of Saints Row, you just hope it's a just a ridiculous time, right? Just like a sandbox to mess around in, and it, it did seem to have those elements. Yeah. So, um, the only other one I'll call out, and there's plenty more, like I said, but that was a surprise, is Steel Rising. Um, that's the new game from Spiders, 
who made and I'm blanking again. What's the RPG Spiders made a couple of years ago that was pretty highly praised for being a small dev? Was Please, it Greedfall? What, what type of game was it? No. Greedfall. No? Greedfall. Thank you, Dan. It was Greedfall. Yeah, it was. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, a small developer, but the game was pretty highly praised. People seem to uh, pretty much enjoy that. And this is the new game from them that's coming. For this PS5. is the Focus Home. Focus Home. Uh... Might be published by Focus Home. Yeah, yeah. it might be. I, I don't remember, honestly. But it's coming in June to uh, new gen and P, uh, PC. And uh, the trailer for it was actually quite good. So I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that also, yeah, that, that did look good. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Jeremy said Greedfall, too. Hmm. Um, let me get the super chat from Pompa, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Pompa. $10 super chat. Awesome show, guys. Uh, great to see Dash the cast. He's only congratulating one of us. Yeah, just one of them. Probably we'll just fight Dash. for it later. The rest yeah. of us, you can do without. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait Pompa. to hear what Dan and Dash think when they finish Halo. Don't forget to hit that like button. Thanks, Pompa. Yeah, Appreciate Pompa, that. thank you, brother. Pompa was one of the ones in my DMs this morning saying he finished. He played. I think he got to a part in the Halo uh, in the campaign yesterday. He said in the evening, and he literally didn't stop until he finished at like early AM, and he was blown away. So, yeah, excited. I want that happiness. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on the Game Awards, guys? Any other game you want to call it? Anything I forgot? Uh, oh, sorry. Let me end with the Halo TV show, baby. Oh, yes. yeah, dude. Yes. It looks so good. When, surprise. when they teased it a couple days prior, and it was like, oh, this, this looks big budget. It looks like the sets look good, right? And then on this trailer... Right at the end, we got to see Chief land on the ground with like a huge impact, you know, and they just pan up to him. And I'm like, I got like goosebumps. I was like, oh, my God, let's go. Um, yeah, and it supposedly yeah, I, takes. I thought... Sorry, I was just going to say it takes place um, right around the time of CE, kind of the early era of Halo when Covenant is basically attacking humanity. And this is where Chief apparently gets his image or renowned for, uh, you know, basically battling the covenant so yeah. should be should be amazing i was just mm. gonna say i thought the casting is really good um i yes. like that they're they're trying to keep kind of the the essence of the characters alive without like exactly matching what they look like in the video game i really liked uh, uh dr halsey and and some of the other characters they showed just i was like yep that that's like it, that's it's close enough while also being different and doing its own thing i really liked it yes so. And someone said, I don't know if anyone can confirm this. I heard someone say that the show is not canon. And Mo literally just said the same thing in chat. The show is apparently not mm. canon. So they're they're kind of just making this show as a Halo series to kind of give people an overarching cool. kind of image of Chief and what's going on with the Covenant. And that's fine by me. That's fine by me. Yeah. So hey, take some way. pressure off of them for their already bloated. Universe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if if, ahead, if you are a, if you are a T-Mobile customer. You get free Paramount Plus for an entire year. You really? just got to go to the little website. Yeah, so anybody's got T-Mobile, go grab it. I there did. Yeah, now I get to watch it for nothing. You, you join Big Cast, you save yourself some money. You see what happens? That's what we do. Now it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so yeah, I'm pumped for that. But anything else on the Game Awards, guys? Anything? Oh, god damn, I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. We didn't touch on It Takes Two winning Game of the Year. I yes, think congrats. Yeah, so it takes two wins game of the year. Um, I think that um, a lot of people are happy for it. And I think that uh, a lot of people I talk to who have played a lot of these games think it was well-deserving. And I think it was well-deserving. Um, my pick was Psychonauts 2. I've made that abundantly clear. But I wasn't mad that it takes two one. I think that it's a fantastic yeah. game. 
creative, great co-op experience, good message. I mean, there's just, you can't really say a, a bad thing about it. it takes two. It's a great game. So um, exactly. really, really cool to see it win. So congrats. it was one of those years where there weren't like one or two front runners. There was like three or four games that could have legitimately taken sure. it. And so it was a surprise that it won. And yeah, I thought it was going to be either Psychonauts 2, Deathloop, or uh, It Takes Two. So stoked, stoked that it won. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's like one of those things where like no matter who you were vying for, you can't really be mad at it takes no. two winning. And I, yeah. I feel like by my standard, I always <laughs> go by what what game uh, shook up the industry the most and like and kind of the revitalization of couch co-op, I feel like is a is a such a worthy thing to to win game of the year in this year of all years where we're where we're, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff. It, it's really great to see what they did because the, the couch co-op genre has almost been dead for so long and it's great to see them trying to keep it alive. And, and I just, uh, yeah, I, I really, uh, I really like that they won this year. Halo infinite should have probably been in the running, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Good point. The good points though, on the couch co-op, uh, I will say that I am upset. Psychonauts two didn't win a single award. I made that abundantly clear too. And crazy. Think, That's yeah. crazy. And I think that right away after the game awards ended, like psychonauts two was trending on Twitter. Like, um, and funny enough, uh, G4 came out yesterday, day before, and said Psychonauts 2 wins their Game of the Year award. Yeah. Um, and, Good. you know, I think it's already won other awards as well. So, But it's just a shame. I wanted to see Tim Schafer get up there in his, his purple, shiny suit and, you know, uh, you know, talk a little bit. So uh, I, I think they were deserving of at least an award or two. So that's our direction. Art direction when yes. that it was either that or the I mean Deathloop's art direction is great yeah. though that or the Artful Escape I mean were yes. the two games that blew me away visually yeah. this year. Agree. Yeah. Tim Schafer will be accepting an award very soon. He's he's got a really bright future ahead of him with uh with the budget he's got now and the team yes. he has. He'll he'll, well, he'll I mean, be we, we saw it right. Um, yeah. Psychonauts two is is the result of having that additional budget. So there and that's only halfway through as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it's a good time though. Um, so I'm happy for it takes two and Joseph Ferris. Really cool to see. So, all right. <laughs> Talking about T-Mobile in the chat now, Dan. All right, guys. So I'll, I'll end with this since we, we've gone uh, sure. a little long here, but I was, we were going to talk a little bit about, <laughs> about 2022 <laughs> games. So let me just ask this of each of you, as we know now with all these reveals and we know a lot of the games that are now coming in 2022, at this point in time, what is your most anticipated game for all of next year? Dash, I'll start with you. I'm going to be short, but I'm going to give two games. I'm going to give one game first. God of War, Ragnarok, okay. because I need, like, you know, God of War 2018 was just, yeah, one of my favorite games of all time. And okay. I need to see how that story ends. Um, but Elden Ring from, like, a sitting down gameplay perspe um, perspective, just pure gameplay, uh, I think I'm going to have the most fun with that. So, yeah, those are my top two. Awesome. Dan? Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing, except not Elden Ring. <laughs> God of War is up there. Uh, probably Horizon right now, but there's so many. I mean, those are just, but that's kind of the game I'm playing right now. It's just a big open world-ish, you know, story-driven stuff. So Yeah, so if you probably, had to choose between God of War and Horizon. I'd probably pick, oh, <laughs> I'd probably Horizon, just because okay. I love Aloy and uh isn't it Ashley Birch who does the voice? Yes. It's amazing. Amazing. So, yeah. yep. Well, and, and, and you know, you know, Horizon was their first, the uh, you know, uh, God damn, Zero Dawn 
I was trying yeah. to think of the, the title. That was their first foray into that universe, right? I personally right. feel that with Forbidden West, they're going to dive deeper into the character, dive deeper yeah. into the mechanics, right? I think we're going to get a, a damn right glorious game out of Forbidden West. But I think so. Uh, um, Travis, where you at? Yeah, uh, n- none of the games mentioned so far, or I think even make the make it close to the the top of my list. Um, uh, really, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there'll be good games, but yeah, the, like God of War for sure not. Um, uh, for Horizon Forbidden West, I love the first Horizon, but I just think at this point, um, there's too many games that are going to be amazing coming out in 2022. Probably Elden Ring makes the list for me. That's probably a cliche answer. Uh, Starfield, I think people forget that game's coming out next year. That's probably going to be uh, pretty high on my list. Um, and then there's just lots of like interesting games that are coming out next year. Uh, Hellblade Two is also coming out next year. I th- is it? Uh, that was twenty twenty two. They didn't give a date. They didn't give a date. Oh, okay. The people, the people okay. I've talked to who kind of have some insight here said expect twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I th- I thought we had some sort of anyway. Uh, that game, that game is, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of games coming out next year. But you um, still didn't give the, me a definitive answer. St- probably. I'm going to go with Starfield. Okay. I don't know. Elden Ring, it switches. I don't have one answer. <laughs> Destiny, the Witch Queen is coming out next year. That's pretty high on my list. Uh, there's lots of them. So Okay. All right. Wait, Ains, uh, since my answer was cliche, I want to give two games to watch out for. <laughs> no, okay. you, you picked Elden Ring as well, by the way, Travis. Uh, two games I'm, I'm interested in that uh, are smaller games. Uh, Somerville by yes, the yes. Uh, yeah, Limbo, yeah. former Limbo creators. Play Dead. And, it's, I don't think I think this is their new company. I think they they branched off. Oh, you're company. right, you're right. Yes, um, uh, Somerville and then Planet of Lana also looks really interesting as well. So two that games that I'm like kind of curious about. Planet of Lana. Why am I blanking? It's like that. Um, by the way, Somerville is by Jump Ship. That's the studio. Yeah. Uh, Planet of Lana. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on it. It's sort of like yeah, it's like sort of like a side-scrolling action adventure, really uh, art-heavy direction, art style similar to you know like the uh, rhymes and journeys and stuff like that. Really oh, okay. gorgeous game with like um, almost like tripod-like droids or robots that like are uh, inhibiting uh, inhabiting the planet. So uh, yeah, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you the trailer. Yeah, for you. It was yeah, shown as a, in the pre-show, I think, at uh, the Game Awards. Oh, see, I missed the pre-show, so that would be why. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, for me, it's it's an obvious one. I've already said it many, many times over. It is Elden Ring. Um, there, there's nothing that even comes close to my excitement there. Uh, because I think, I've said this the other day, that I think, honestly, as I've played Elden Ring now, and you look at how cherished uh, Dark Souls 3 continues to be five years later, and will continue to be, uh, Dark Souls 1, uh, Bloodborne, despite Travis's uh, qualms <laughs> with it, you know, these games are beloved. And just honestly, like it's almost like they're, their uh, renown just grows. You know what I mean? Like the appreciation for those games grows. And I see Elden Ring being a game that is just appreciated and beloved for years to come. Um, I can already see that in it. So uh, yeah, I'm pumped for yeah. that game. Yep. Um, but Redfall, no one mentioned Redfall. I'm very pumped for yeah, Redfall. Yeah, Redfall's I, next year too. It's supposed to be in the yeah. summer. I think it'll get delayed, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe early fall, September, October maybe, but um, I mean, and it's a vampire game. Why would you not release that in early October or something just before Halloween? But anyway, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Arcane is just, I, I love that studio. I love Deathloop. I love Prey. I love all those games. So I think Redfall is going to be a blast. And remember, this is the game from the Arcane that did Prey and have been working on this yep. game for five years. So should be awesome. All right, fellas. That was a hell of a show, man. 
we've been going for a while. Yeah. So, um, man, a lot of good conversation. As usual, we had a nice little debate, uh, <laughs> which we can't seem to stay away from one week to the next. But it's all in good fun, of course. Uh, Dash, man, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, you know, always a good part of the community. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful to have gotten to know you. I'm glad we could have you on. And uh, please tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Um, I, I don't know if I had said this at the top of the show. This is one of my favorite shows. Ton of respect for you guys. Um, ton of respect for what you guys uh, stand for. And really, really one of the uh, top quality shows um, weekly. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Dash Revolver. I, uh, we have uh, our NXS cast that we drop every Friday morning. You just search for us on YouTube, uh, NXS Games, and then you can find us on Twitter at NXS cast. Thank you so much for having me, man. Awesome. Thank you, Dash. Travis? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TyGuyTravis. Uh, you can watch me talk about Destiny every week on Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and uh, you can find my reviews, previews, and articles on IGN.com. Uh, this past week, I previewed a game called Blacktail, which is the uh, story. It's, the, it's an origin story for the witch Baba Yaga. You play a 16-year-old girl who's been accused of witchcraft, and it is a super creepy game. Uh, you can watch me uh, watch me play through the first. That sounds uh, cool, hour. actually. It's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, um, that so IGN IGN had the exclusive gameplay reveal on that game, uh, so you can nice. you can see that on IGN.com. And then uh, this week I'm reviewing a game called Century: Age of Ashes, which is a uh, a dog fighting type game where you fly around on uh, dragons and shoot people with fire, and it, it's quite good. So I'm gonna uh, have that review in the middle of the week, um, and that's that's it. Fantastic. Next week, uh, our show will be a little different. Like I said, we're going to be uh, having a new guest we've never had before who is a big Nintendo creator. Um, and there hasn't been a lot of talk with Nintendo lately. I mean, they just haven't had a lot going on, and we've been rather critical of Nintendo. So next week, what we're going to do is we're going to sit down with a guest who does a lot of Nintendo work um, and basically just talk about Nintendo and why why we criticize them, why we'd like to see something different. Um, I think it should be an interesting conversation, if nothing else. Uh, so maybe tune in for that next week. Uh, maybe those of you who uh, feel kind of like us. So we've got that coming. The uh, Season Gaming Awards will happen again. They're going to happen next month in January. Uh, we're kind of putting together plans for that now. So stay tuned for that. We've got a Halo spoiler cast coming. Uh, stay tuned for that as well. Uh, but a lot of good stuff coming. So thank you as always. This has been uh, BitCast 183, your weekly gaming show, where you can find all of the news about Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo and PC with technical and industry insight until next week.